Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of List Wars. I've got some very special guests with he me here this evening. Uh, first, we've got Alec Bowling. What up? Hailing from a new room with a piano behind him. How you doing? I'm doing great. I've got, I left New York and I'm back in Cincinnati, so I have a lot more square footage and a lot fewer dollars to spend in rent. So life <laughs> nice. is good. That is good. No, we wait, will... I don't have fewer dollars. I have to spend fewer dollars. On I was tracking with you. <laughs> I was tracking with you. Uh, we will have you tickle the ivories for us on the air at some point. That's for sure. Mm. So prepare some material. I sure uh, And then uh, I want to introduce them both to, uh, together, but we'll go one at a time. We've also got Alex Larison. Not going to say your maiden yeah. name. Alex Larison, how <laughs> Thanks, are you? Good. Doing good. <laughs> Ah, it's good to have you. In the you. basement. <laughs> yeah, you are. And who's that next to you? Is that your husband, Corey Larison? Oh, my. Yes, it is. Hey, he grips and he rips. Good to have you guys. His you look tiny good. Coke you zero. sound good. Alex Larison, uh, longtime friend, fan of the show. As, as somebody who uh, essentially raised a few of the hosts as if we were your own children, <laughs> How are we doing? What give us some give us some feedback. What do you think? How are we doing over here? You know, you guys are just doing great. You're some of my favorite people to just, you know, I'd like to listen to Matt Wyborski just yell at me while I cook. That's one of my favorite pastimes. And I love listening to AJ just say stupid stuff that he doesn't even remember when I talk to him about it like two days later. That sounds right. I mean, two, he, I feel like it's minutes with that really span of a lot of his thoughts that come out on this show but um, yeah you know longtime friend of the pod <laughs> yes absolutely. long time listener first time caller i'm exactly. so excited to to have you me too and Corey, how about you how you doing you know honestly i'm really nervous right now i'm not very good in public speaking type scenarios so uh, just i'm just Corey hoping for the lying. best don't wanna, you guys, I don't want to get fired for something I say on a podcast for eight people. No, it's going to be great. Hey, eight people, I think we, let me look, we just passed, uh, I think today or recently, the the 3,000 total plays wow. threshold. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. Between all our episodes. So yeah, List That's Wars amazing. Nation out there Heck getting yeah. after it. Conquering. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun one. Uh, and then Alex, I think we were at a, a rock and roll show when I asked what yeah. topic you would be excited about coming on to do, and you came up with A24 movies. Or f I wrote films on the Google Doc because I feel like A24 <laughs> earns the title of, of films. I just want to, <laughs> you know, I don't want to be out of line here, so maybe that's what we'll title the episode. The film grain effect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, there's a lot I want to unpack with A24, but let me. Real quick, uh, give us a fun fact sent in by our friend and yours, Louis Noli. Um, mm. Just some follow-up facts. We, we broke down some president names on a recent episode. And Louis Noli writes, Hey, Mikey Mike and your funky bunch. I was curious what the S middle initial stood for in Ulysses S. Grant. Turns out it means nothing. On his West Point application when he was a young man, an Ohio senator inserted the S into his name because it stood for his mother's maiden name. Um, and then it showed up on his official military record from that point on. He asserted a few times that it didn't stand for anything, but the name stuck. Hiriam Ulysses S. Grant was his birth name, but he always went by Ulysses. And he's just trying to make Mr. Long our favorite 
history teacher and oh academic quiz team coach proud so thanks louie uh ulysses s grant great president name uh and louie wants more historical podcasts even though aj groaned at the last time he suggested <laughs> that but history's cool <laughs> dude i would do a historical podcast for sure hell yeah I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to get I like listen to historical podcasts. There's like a lot of like specific history periods I think would be very fun, but I think it'd be mm. really cool to be like coolest, like top five Thursday events or like Ooh. top five things <laughs> nice. from yeah. April 1944. Like that just would like be cool. we just, yeah. I don't know some because we we talked about doing more research based episodes early on. Like uh, one of our early lists we wanted to do was oceans, top five oceans. Look up some facts, argue about them. So how many oceans like are there? Four oceans. I'm throwing yeah, like that, seven that, that oceans. Would be fun too. That would be fun. I mean, like that's why the every I've, tier is like is like that much has more weight to it. So that's true. I was talking to AJ about this. I think that you guys should do some highly controversial episodes. So, you know, top five friends, top five babies. Ooh. You know, really make Ooh. some enemies. <laughs> Dirtiest yeah. roommates. So, yes. So, top five uh, worst yeah. roommates. Top five because the listening circle of your podcast, you know, there's a lot of crossovers, a lot of things. I just think you could really make some strong enemies, you know, with a really it's <laughs> a really you offensive episode. A yeah. We do we do have there's like a couple hundred ideas on our ideas list, and yeah. some of them I can't say out loud on here. And you say that like kinda as a as a joke though, uh friends. I had a because I've ranked so many things, I had a top I had a list of ranking people in college and then one of my, somebody asked me about it and I was like, this needs to stop. This is so awkward when somebody asks you where they are on it. But uh, guess, who, guess who uh, was number, well, my mom was number one. Guess who was number That's two good. on this very early draft? Apollo oh. Creed. <laughs> I don't even want to guess. No, no. Your brother? freshman, uh, Michael, it was Josh Knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> Which just makes too much sense. Um, yeah okay so if you have history topics or other topics like Alex just suggested please write them in we'll, we'll brew on that I like the the roommate thing I told Alec uh, now that he's back in Cincinnati I'm going to convince him to make videos with me yeah. and one of the ideas I pitched to him is uh, a play on the iconic opening to the movie Marriage Story but it's called Roommate Story and it's me and Alec like doing the monologues describing like yeah, the, the yep. crappy letters, things that we each do or maybe they're earnest I don't know but I think that'd be very funny yeah. yeah. Okay. What's the mutual thing that you guys do together? Like, is it going to be uh, actor, director, or it's going to be something like one of you is the manager at a car wash, and the other person is like the guy that waves people in, <laughs> or just like like, like ice cream scooping, like one 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 just is one tier higher in power. Yeah. Like, you need like a relatable power dynamic for roommates to like be upset about. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll uh, we'll think on that one. Anywho. <laughs> A24. Um, so here's where I might need some help from you guys. Like, I feel like I really just got into movies the last couple of years or so, listening to a podcast Will recommended me. Um, and like, I was mostly a Marvel movie guy before that. So this A24 world, it's such like a strange fandom. Like, you can buy like A24 merch. It's like, got some like cultural uh, high art oh, of course point to alex what do you have do you have like the books or the t-shirt <laughs> i bought like a calendar right i might well so for mitch's birthday i bought him a very sweet shirt that i was then very immediately you know when you buy someone a gift and then you get it in the mail and you're like mm, i should have bought this for myself you know immediately yep. jealous of the mm. gift 
Um, so I bought that for him and then I bought myself this really cool little zine, um, you know, from Bo Burnham. So it was, they have a cool, their little gift shop is very nice. Intriguing. Yeah. The, I, I'm been, I subscribed to the subreddit and they're always like posting this cool oh, yeah. stuff and just like, they're making like fan art, like just like different posters of, of the movies. It's, it's really weird to be like excited for a studio. I didn't know if that was normal or like, what's the, what's the cultural, like, what's the deal? Why is this so cool? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like all their films like kind of have a similar vibe. Like, you know, yeah. obviously they're all made by different people, but like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, like they feel like they could have been made by the same director in a lot of cases, I feel like, you know, oh, I buy that. made, you know, had the same cinematographer or something like that, which is kind of weird. Um, but I, I don't know. It's kind of the point where like once you see the A24, it's like you pretty much know it's going to be at least a decent movie, you know? Cause yeah. I don't know if they have any films that are like just straight up trash, you know, uh, yeah. except for a sea of trees. That one is actual garbage. Gus Van Zandt, <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey, Ken Watanabe. Not worth watching. All right. But. I have not seen that one. Um, I hadn't seen that. One. Yeah. You said there's a vibe. I totally get that. There's a vibe. Like when the new Taylor Swift album dropped folklore, Jake Allspaw <laughs> texted me and said, he said, Mirrorball makes me feel like I'm in an A24 movie, like parked at a gas station after my prom. And like, <laughs> but like, I get what he knows. Like, it's just, it's that this kind of yeah. hard to describe quality where it's like, I feel like I'm in an A24 movie. Also, we will be ranking Taylor Swift albums soon, everybody. So look out for that. Uh, but yeah, I so think I, of like trying, oh, yeah. go core. I say, I have a theory about like the meteor, meteoric rise of A24. And I think that it is, linked to the like trash that has resulted from Netflix producing movies over the last seven years. Like, cause a 24, I think the first films on the list that I was looking at, like started like 2013 and that's when like Netflix was good. And then at some point they started making their own content and like the Christmas Prince is just sort of like, that's like Netflix <laughs> jumping the shark. You know what I mean? We're like, this was <laughs> I <filmed>. heard that. <laughs> oh my God. Well, there would just be, there's like a Netflix movie vibe where like some amazing director will like shoot the greatest scenes ever. And then Netflix pays like their, I don't know, like nephew to go edit it. And then some guy is using like Muzak <laughs> from some like web sort, website that they have like the royalties to. And so like you, like you lose something, I think in like the editing and then like the song selection or like that's begun, like it was, it was becoming lost in like all those Netflix productions and a 24 was just like doing the weird thing. <laughs> That's why I think H24 yeah, yeah. got so popular is that it's the weird art house thing, but there's like an edge to it. Like I cannot tell mm. you the number of films I've dragged Corey to at the Esquire that we both leave. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that was so boring. You know, like A24 uh, movies are not boring. Usually, you know, there's always like, well, something's yeah. there, but there's usually like a they can be slow weird, burns. Yeah, they mm-hmm. oh they're so like atmospheric and slow, but there's usually some yeah. sort of weird edge to them that makes them truly not boring and like you know thinkers usually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think boxes. I think weird aspect ratios, like high mm-hmm. high art culture. Uh, Lucas mm-hmm. Hedges, yeah, a ghost story. Probably yes. They had a one to one ratio, which is yeah. like I think it was a Whoa. joke about Instagram, but then they wouldn't admit it. <laughs> but it's, oh my god, that weird movie. To film it's weird to watch. Yeah. Also, like you guys are probably like. Like just hearing Ghost Story here, a lot of these movies I've probably watched in like the last few weeks for for the ones that, <laughs> oh that may come up. And like I'm just like, 
I'm, I'm nervous just you talking about ghost story and just thinking about the emotions that I went through while watching that. I thought, yeah, okay, we'll we'll save it though. Um, but have you had the weirdest you hit the few nail weeks on the head. you've just been? Oh yeah, it's been like a dep- It's been a yeah, <laughs> pretty depressing. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a wide, yeah, right. Some, some, some depressing. <laughs> like they're not scared to just like. It's just like rarely can they let things just be happy. You know, mm. they gotta, and it's kind of exhausting. But I think they're they're good at hitting that. Um, and it contrasts to a lot of the Netflix garbage you were talking about, Corey, like uh, The Irishman, right, Alec? Oh right. my God, <laughs> save it, dude. So, <laughs> I'm well, just like, joking. Okay. I got on this huge, or Alex and I both got on this huge Michael Shannon kick. Like, oh my God, the actor. Sure. Yes. Uh, I, I gotta like, Google him, but probably. Okay. He, you would know him from. You would know him from the Superman. Superman. He's the bad oh, guy. Oh, this guy's great. He was in eight, Knives eight Out. Oh, he's amazing. Pearl he's, Harbor. Yeah, he was in Knives Out yeah. recently. And he's in Groundhog's Day. He's. he's and like he was the just guy in a show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He's on so many. But, he, yeah. So like, I think maybe the first time that I knew that Netflix had become a monster was I watched a movie where we watched a movie because Michael Shannon was in it and it was a Christmas movie. The pre- the premise what? of the movie was that Michael Shannon pretends that he's Bigfoot to gain no- notoriety <laughs> in for a small town, a small town that people only come to visit during Christmas. <laughs> so and Whoa. the movie itself is like fantastic. But like, as I'm watching it, I like, I know that the third grader is editing it. Like it is oh. it's trash. It's absolute trash. Third grade. But like okay. when you have, yeah, when you have like the most amazing caliber actors and you basically produce a turd, there's something that is being mishandled and it is mm-hmm. a billionaire at Netflix. It's like, I don't care what you make. <laughs> Put Taylor Swift <laughs> out in a free form stream of consciousness documentary. Who cares? People will watch it. Hey, I would watch it. I love it. Content. Uh, that's why. So lots in the editing for you. That's that's good because I was gonna say as you're pitching that screenplay, that sounds like something that eight twenty four could back and people would be like, it's so weird. We love it. Yeah. And then he, he, he gets shot at the end because he's you know mistaken for actual Bigfoot, and this whole eight twenty four thing is just a weird club for like depressed people. It's a it's a film club where we are sad a lot. Um, well, it's like watching a Netflix true movie too. is like watching something that was edited by a reality TV star. You know what I mean? Like. The production uh, team for <laughs> Hell's Kitchen is like making Scorsese's greatest film of all time. <laughs> hey guys, okay. this is Big Talk coming from Larison Photography, our sponsor for tonight. <laughs> oh my if you need God, no. your, if you need we produce your wedding video, films, including <laughs> yeah, edited better than uh, than The Irishman, you can look at Larison Photography. Look them oh. up. And Free on the, ads on the Netflix um, track. I feel like. Anytime I see a trailer and halfway through it, I'm like, who the hell decided to make this movie? It almost always ends with like the Netflix logo. And I'm like, oh my <laughs> gosh, of course, you know? Yeah, but, that's yes. fair. But they also, I don't know if they had, they had the Irishman. The Irishman was good. I contend. Yeah, that's I mean, debatable. it was no end game, but <laughs> it was all right. It was okay. <laughs> they need to do hey, no. end game, but with all the actors from the Irishman. So like Robert De Niro <laughs> as the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> that, would be good. that would be good. Hey, all I know is that whenever we argue about Avengers versus Scorsese, we can just always uh, take solace in, in, or comfort in the fact that we both love Little Women, and that will always be there for us. Seriously, though. Was that an A24 movie? All right. <laughs> it it, could it, it should be. It would be. I mean, it's, it feels close enough. I'll put it Greta there. Number, number one. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's There's got like, Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong in it. 
Yeah. And also, all right, so do you guys have any idea how many you've seen, like, of, of the A24 filmography before we get going? I've seen truly so many. So. I yeah. put together my, I started putting together my top list, you know, what I like my favorites, and I came up with 18, like, favorites. Wow. That's, oh, so, that's awesome. I still wouldn't think ha- even, like, but half. There's so many of them. There are so many. I haven't seen yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. Since, I feel like, yeah. I, I counted, I think I've seen, like, 24 and a half. Um, what was your wow. half? Uh, Enemy. I started Enemy. Oh, oh Jake Gyllenhaal. Is it good? We, yeah. Gyllenhaal. I think Jake Gyllenhaal is like the greatest actor bad? of all time, but yeah, I, yeah. Jake I actually ass. didn't like that movie too much. Yeah. It was it was late, it, probably too late to just start any A twenty four movie, and yeah. <laughs> I I never wanted to go back. But that's probably user error. Damn. Anyway, I'm down to get rolling. If you guys are, you feeling good? Yes. Feeling. And we'll good. try to enunciate. We've got an Alex Klein or Alex Larison, sorry, and an Alec <laughs> Bowling. Here. I still you're still on my phone as Alex Klein. I gotta That's change fine. that I'm at fine. some point. <laughs> I'm not offended. All right. So Alex, this is your topic. Are you down to start us off? Okay, yes. So this this number five pick is really weird because we just watched it last night and I didn't is this your number five? Okay. Anyways, it's um the death <laughs> of Dick Long. <laughs> Which, um, did either of you see I haven't, it? I haven't seen it. I saw the poster with the firework, and I was like, "How did I never hear of this?" And I, I wrote it down, but it's one of the ones I didn't get to. I'm surprised. Is it good? Well, Tell me about it. Oh my god! Oh we my god! Can't really. It is it. wild. It is insane. I can't believe how much I liked it. this movie and why I liked it. And I don't know. <laughs> okay. So what is the what is the policy on spoilers or what? Like if you haven't seen it, how so, much yeah. can we talk? So. I Don't mean, spoil it. I feel like I coming into this podcast knew that I it's my fault for coming into this without seeing all A twenty four movies, and I am risking my own satisfaction by having things spoiled. <laughs> you can give as much or as little as you want. We'll uh, we'll tell the listeners that well, you know the spoilers might the fly. First, we'll give okay, well, so, yeah. you know as the first lady on this podcast. I don't really know how how ladylike it would be to talk about too much of the plot of this movie, but oh, I'll gosh. just say that it for for some reason it does the job of capturing this like aesthetic that is so weird mm. that I didn't know I needed to see, but it's just like this Alabama basement aesthetic that is so strong and like a hick <laughs> town Alabama basement. And the most of the movie takes place in that sort of like aesthetic. It's like Fargo, um, but like much different than Fargo. And <laughs> it's <laughs> it's just wild. It's the craziest so movie, but the- it also made me cry. And I can't huh. believe I cried at a movie that's like so vile. It's anyways. The, the premise of the movie, like without giving anything away, is it has to it centers around this band with three guys that are just like hillbillies and they they play songs like it's like by Creed. And Nickelback, Nickelback, and like literal Creed and Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, Nickelback. Songs Shout out like Alex Hartford in the movie. <laughs> but like, they're just they're terrible, and like part of the movie is finding out why they are so bad at playing Nickelback songs. But okay, so yeah. music is a big part of this. I love a good music movie. 
Yeah. No, well, music is not a big part. It's like it's like the uh, like the scene. It's like a big part of like the occasion for why these these three guys know each other. Here, I'll read the first paragraph on Wikipedia. It's very short. The film begins when three friends playing loud rock music, shooting off fireworks. Michael, you're not to the poster, and pulling pranks. Um, the night turns deadly serious when Dick ends up sustaining severe injuries, and his friends jump him, dump him in front of an emergency room. The cause of his wounds is unexplained. So all that happens is the first like five minutes, and then the rest of the movie is like figuring out what happened why the cops trying to of this like small town that's why it's very fargo you know like the cops are trying the female cops are trying to figure out what happened it's kind of it's just such a yeah it was very surprising i didn't and so the soundtrack is made by the manchester orchestra guys who i like love Manchester. oh that was yeah that was why i first watched i love the front bottom so i've seen a lot of manchester (laughs) orchestra by association yeah right yeah that's cool also, speaking of uh, music being a big part of things and Netflix trash, I watched <laughs> all of the Umbrella Academy season two the day it came out. And I, the most obscure list that I would dream to do for this show, or one of them, is top five needle drops from the Umbrella Academy. That show is all about the music scenes for me, but that is unrelated. So, <laughs> yeah, Dick Long. This, I, I'm I'm going to watch it this week, probably. Yeah. The name intriguing. of their band is called Pink Freud, and that is okay, like the number funny. one thing you need to know because it's such a good name. Top five Anyways, da- fake I would band definitely names. recommend it, even though once you watch it, you're going to think, I can't believe she recommended this movie to me. But, mm-hmm. I mean, really, it's so good. It's well, just have wild. Have any of you yeah. guys watched Tusk, which is an, an yeah. A24 movie? No, I, I, I heard that one's uh, rough. Is it good? Yeah. Oh, so rough. Did Not- you watch it, Alec? <laughs> no, I've heard it's jacked up, though. Okay. It's insane, but it falls in that same. It does fall in that same category. That, basically, like the movie, instead of having like a rising action, you know what I mean, and a falling action. Yeah, we took language like, arts in the middle of the movie. <laughs> in the middle of the movie, you <laughs> find out like the point of the movie, and it is so <laughs> grotesque and like offensive that you debate whether you're going to finish the rest of the movie. Yeah, you're like, I should turn this off. I can't be a person that watches this movie. But like it doesn't have, you know, it's like, it's like, it's not even like a twist. It's like a, okay, here it is. Can you manage the rest of this film without? <laughs> but Michael, yeah. as a podcaster, you should definitely watch Tusk. It's about a it's podcast. About a podcast. Yeah. yeah, so you should. Oh, definitely. okay, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I will say, as you say some of this grotesque stuff, maybe, and this is just me, if my biggest issue with the A24 movies is, uh, there's more naked people than I'd like, you know. <laughs> yeah. just, I feel like you know, it's, it's there like are that. No naked people. There are in no naked dead, people. Long. Yeah, even though. Okay, because <laughs> it's it's normally like if there's a gun on the wall in the first act, it better go off in the third. I feel like it's if there's a human in the first act, they're gonna be naked <laughs> by the third. They're gonna and go just, off. I don't, I don't need that. Like um, some full frontal but, male nudity coming ones. in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. at least they're scary movies. I feel like it's like that. Yeah. Um, but okay. That's okay. uh, thanks. Thanks for your pick. Uh, I put I broke up the couple on our Google Doc, which uh, you guys can see, right, Larisons? Our Google mm-hmm. Doc. Yes, we can see. Cool. Just making sure. So, Alec, I put you second. Uh, you want to hit us with that five spot? All right, coming in at number five for me. Watch out, because this one is scary. Oh, it's no. Hereditary. Oh, nice. Oh, yes. right. yeah. Burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. We should probably call out the spoilers. I guess because these are okay, more obscure naked. movies, maybe we can be more intentional. Like with 2019 movies, we just said everything's spoiled, but maybe yeah. we'll call out the big ones from now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That movie but, has a lot of dude, naked people in it. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, dude, hereditary, like, 
when I got out of that movie, I felt like I had been like assaulted by somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, like I just felt like I got to go home. <laughs> like I got to go to bed right now. <laughs> but like, I went to see that movie because Megan, my wife loves horror. And I was like, really? I love Megan. I'll go, I guess. And, um, halfway through I decided like, okay, I'm just going to literally, I'm just going to cover my eyes like for the rest of the film. I'm just going to cover my eyes. And that did, didn't even work i couldn't escape it like really? that movie is just so relentless like so and it's not even that i mean it is horrifying but it's also it's horrifying both on like a spiritual level and also just like a deeply human emotional level where it's just like yeah. if it was just the if there was no kind of horror element to it at all it would still be just a tragic and gut-wrenching movie based on the things that are, are happening to this family um and Tony Collette is masterful in it. Oh my god. I'm She's so shocked and saddened that bad. she didn't get any awards love yes. for it because I thought she was so so good in it. Also, side note, when I learned that Tony Collette was Australian, I was blown wow. away by that. Because mm-hmm. she has an accent? Yeah. Yeah. Dang, like, literally, I, have to look that I don't up. know that she's ever played a character, at least that I've seen, know, who's not just like not an American, American person. You know? I know mm-hmm. Yeah. So that wow. was shocking. But but yeah, so that was film, she nominated for an award? Nothing significant. I'm, no, nothing like unfortunately. No, when we walked out of that movie, I said the same thing, Alec. I was like, if Tony Collette is not nominated for an Oscar for this, I'm gonna this this award season is BS. It's, she was like the best. She was amazing in that movie. I know she was so so good and just like oh, she was just the emotional core of that film. But Mike, did you see Hereditary? I did. I think like that might be the best horror movie. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, and you are right. That is an insane, off the walls, like need more adjectives performance by Tony Collette. So like that, and just like a few big shock moments, but then like all the valleys in between are still like interesting enough to keep me like to keep that tension alive. Mm. But yeah, I was I was very surprised by how good I thought that movie was because like. I don't know. Maybe I don't watch enough horror movies, or they're just a dime a dozen. Uh, and I didn't. A twenty four didn't mean anything at the time I saw it, and I was just like, all horror movies are pretty dumb. So mm-hmm. I was really surprised by how good that one was. Yeah. So do you guys think yeah. that it was real or it was a schizophrenic delusion? Ooh. Oh, is that a thing? I I I, I thought it was real. Well, like schizophrenia is hereditary, and the premise of the movie is that oh. the, the mom's grandma might have been crazy and then the mom would be crazy and so her children might be crazy Interesting. so so everything the naked people aren't real is that what you're saying no so it's it, all in her mind there's a you know there's boom they could be surmised that perhaps maybe like a shared delusion. Yeah. Like a- this is a List Wars exclusive. You heard it here. Tony, <laughs> we got two therapists in the house diagnosing Tony Collette. Oh, but gosh. Oh, gosh. I like yeah. to imagine the naked, even if it was schizophrenic, the naked people were still real. Like there was just we're a naked there, yeah. in her house. That guy in the yeah. closet smiling. He's just hanging out. They're just there to support her. In many ways, if, okay, hanging out. If we can get one uh, podcast player advance forward worth of spoilers just like the the telephone pole head smash oh the bursting gosh. into flames and then the cherry on top her crawling on the seal like oh. those three oh moments my God. absolutely bonkers <gasps> Dude, so good the part in that the i think affected me scene. the most was when her son was in freaking class and he just got yes! like 
bent oh out of shape. It was just like so fucked up and just like, okay. oh, I forgot about that, that kid. Can we talk about him? Alex oh. Wolf or something? Okay. Alex Wolf. He plays like these generic people like that Jumanji. He plays yeah. in Jumanji, just like normal kid, nice kid. Da, da, da. He is amazing in Hereditary. He is so good. Yeah. So scary. Yeah. And like his character oh. is really interesting, actually. Like, I feel like on the third watch or something, maybe I was just like, this kid is the best. He's amazing. I mean, really, he's very yeah. Yeah. So, so a good, good Avenger. And you don't totally expect it from him because you see Tony Collette and you're like, oh, dude, she's probably going to crush it. But then this yeah. guy kind of comes out of nowhere and steals some scenes, you know? I know. Yeah, he was Oof. fantastic. Yeah. That's a good pick, man. That's a good one. Good pick. All right. Also, the uh, only one in my top five that I'll never watch again. Really? Okay. <laughs> we watched it. You got to watch it again. You got to. <laughs> we went I feel like twice. that's a lot we of these. Twice like, in I feel theater. like there's a lot of them where. <laughs> You lose some of the weight, or it's just like they take so much out of you that you don't have the desire to watch them again. But on the other side of the coin, there, I feel like it's a lot to dig into and kind of hypothesize yeah. or theorize about. So maybe you do want to watch them more. A24, good on you. Also, for those of you who took bets on how long it would take for us to say the word aesthetic on an A24 <laughs> podcast, I believe Alex said it at 15 minutes and 45 seconds. So Sorry. pay your dues. Okay. Uh, Corey Larison. Do you have a Ooh. pick for your number five you want to share with the Man, class? I got a I got a schizophrenic list going on over here. Um, <laughs> That's fine. I, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna like I'm gonna temper my list a little bit so that I pick things that aren't necessarily. Mm. Listed. Just pick your top. Like five. Well, I feel like I've got three movies that are like tied for five. I, I, you know I, what I mean? Yeah. I understand the temptation, but yeah, be be genuine. You know, give us your yeah. give us your five. All right, Green Room. Oh heck yeah! I love Green Room. Green Room, okay, yeah. Green Room speaks to me on such like an important band level, like the idea of uh, a you're in a punk band, you go to a bar, there's a bunch of skinheads, and so you play the song (laughs) "Nazi Punks Fuck Off" is like the most amazing premise for a film, and then it like what devolves into this almost like sci-fi fantasy fiction starring Patrick Stewart as like the leader of these neo Nazis. And he's so good. Oh, he's so good. That's, the, that's the fact that sold me on watching it is when I like heard that he was this menacing, like tactical neo-Nazi villain in a horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I had we had watched it like recently after having watched Room. And I was like, this is so much better than Room. This is like Room, but made for me. It's like a bunch of bandmates trapped in a green room. Behind stage. Wow. This is a lot amazing. of single location movies. Room yeah. is also A24, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> Very different movies. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, one thing to me that's shocking about uh, Green Room is just the like the violence of it, you know, and that oh, they yeah. don't really like they kind of lean into it a little bit, and not in a way that I think is gratuitous, but in a way that's like if there was this kind of nasty conflict this is probably what it would look like to some extent you know it wouldn't be hollywood it's not it's not hollywood in that regard like you know people die in ways that are kind of like just kind of fucked up and sad and you know and get maimed in ways that are just like oh you know it was interesting It, it also it came out in 2016 like spring of 2016 and so i feel like there's something to be said of like the, the Nazi trope of the last four years of being like an alt-right bro is just like huh. totally avoided in the film where none of, there's like nothing about it that is uh, disingenuous. You know what I mean? It's like, no, these are just a bunch of bikers. 
out in the middle of nowhere. Sure. Interesting. They're mostly just like awful people. Mm. They're yeah. not yeah. like a collective yeah. group with tiki torches. They're just <laughs> selling heroin. Yeah. Also, Anton Anton Yelchin was that like one of his last movies, wasn't it? I think Before so. He died. Yeah. Oh, he died. Which one is he? He got ran over. He's by like his the. Car. He's like the yeah. main kid. In the oh. band, like he's in the band. Gotcha. Um, That's sad. Mm-hmm. But so is that movie. Yeah, I sad. Guess. Hereditary was the like uh, spiritual horror hit. That's like the slasher, if you call it, hit mm-hmm. from them. Mm-hmm. And I really yeah. like yeah. that one. It does I, have that slasher. I, the only vibe. reason I saw, it, yeah, um, some dumb like article that was probably shared on on Facebook of all these directors' favorite horror movies, and I looked up like my three favorite directors and watched theirs. Uh, I don't know if that was Edgar Wright's. Mm. but that's the reason I watched that movie. Or Edgar Wright's mm. might have been Raw, which is the only reason I watched that, which is the most uncomfortable oh, I've ever been watching Oh, my God. That movie is um, But, yeah, I, I like Green Room <laughs> yeah. a lot. I think that's a good pick, yeah. Corey. Yeah, Corey. And if we have no other thoughts on it, I can go with mine, my number five. So I, kind of like you were just saying, Corey, I'm very passionate about my top four. That was pretty much an insta-lock and then number five, I had, like, six written down, one of them being Green Room, <laughs> and then oh, I... Uh, I bolded one of them minutes before the podcast out of so much respect for it. One that I'm not going to be in a hurry to watch regularly, but I put First Reformed at number five. Ooh. Very mm. impressed. Good very pick. good. Like, And it, you'll see, especially when we get to my number one, what I pick as my favorite. Like, This is never going to be a movie that's going to be something I call like one of my favorite movies because it's, mm-hmm. it's so... It yeah. heavy and like the pit of despair is just conveyed and acted so well. Uh, Ethan Hawke is incredible. I yeah, I was I just was it blew me away. Like I was I didn't mm-hmm. expect it to for a slow burn. I again a twenty four has got my heart on the edge of my chest and I'm I'm into it. That's a movie that I went after we watched it. I didn't think I liked it that much, and then it yeah, see, it like slept on me. And I think about it all the time. Like that movie really was yeah. Good. And to mm. my point of like music being really important in a lot of these movies, that movie has a Neil Young song in it. Yeah, when ah. the protest when song, that, the, the pro- yeah, the, the protest funeral. song, the extremist. Yeah, he's like singing a Neil Young song. And I at some point in the movie, I was like, I don't know if I like this. And then that happened. I was like, well, now I have to like it. <laughs> And I did. You know what I mean? It's like I thought you were gonna say you liked the uh the green room because you and I agree it's the best color. (laughs) That is definitely a part of it. I mean, I went into Green Room and Green Book, which I love both of them, uh, (laughs) with like more positive expectations simply because of the adjective green. green. (laughs) Uh, Like gotta deal with green arrow and the green lantern and (laughs) Yeah, those are those are fine. Um, you know, yeah, and I, Alex, what you said about like sleeping on it, like, and I didn't because I had like six listed, I didn't write anything down for this one, but just like that was a, I was frustrated with the ending at first, mm. but the more I think about mm-hmm. it, the more I think it's good. And just like mm-hmm. the whole conversation he has with the guy at the start about like being certainty of the despair the world is in, but then choosing to live and not give up. Like, I feel like that's the wrestling he's doing at the end. And as weird as it is, uh, like, okay, spoilers for the ending, just like somehow this movie twisted me to, to root for him to want to blow up the church. And I was disappointed when that (laughs) happened. But then like when I frame it in the context of all the conversation, which in itself, all that conversation and plot leading up to is good. But then the ending framed in reference to like, 
everything he said to the guy who killed himself like applies to himself and we don't know exactly what happens and he's got barbed wire around him but he chooses to mm-hmm. not kill himself immediately and like so this movie just made me ask so many questions about like what does god think about the environment like how am i doing like with with my like should i be going to the doctor more often am i putting off like <laughs> like my health concern like there's just so much to unpack like just all this all this stuff thrown at me and i wasn't ready for it yeah. how did you feel about the um like the 90s uh, weird green screen moment when he's like laying on the floor and floating above the earth. <laughs> Don't you remember I, I, this? Like the CGI. That scene? was weird. I and it wasn't too bad. Like yeah, I'll give him some points for being unexpected and interesting. Right. Enough. Yeah. Gonna have to think more on what's going through his head there. But like, makes I believe that they would do that. It felt like a Wayne's uh, World moment. Okay, I'm it wasn't that bad Delaware. looking. <laughs> I don't think it was okay. that. Bad. <laughs> yeah, I thought it looked fine. You know what we didn't talk about, and I'm sure we'll have time to talk about it. Any, you know what? I disregard this. Look at <laughs> her learning going. podcast pro over here. <laughs> she knows to save it. Save the good stuff for the save back half when people yeah. have already tuned out. Yeah, exactly. Alex, <laughs> as a listener, how often do you make it all the way through the show? You know, honestly, um, you know, and you guys said this. And in an episode, I remember Michael, you saying this. I I just listen to podcasts as my background, like when I'm cooking, when I'm doing this. So I the length of the podcast is not that big of a deal to me. And also, I'm right there with I listen to almost everything on double speed. So if it's two hours, okay, it's an hour. You know, whatever. It's like not that bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, okay. And I do like the combined list thing at the end, so I stick around for that because I'm like I like to hear you know the war. That's the point. So. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm happy you like that. Yeah. So again, keep giving us feedback if you don't like the length. But I'm with Alex. The length is kind of irrelevant to me. And you're uh-huh. a two times. That's ambitious. I do 1.3, and then I've been experimenting with the eliminate spaces, eliminate silence oh. on podcast or uh, pocket cast. What app has that? But oh, okay. sometimes you lose comedic timing when you eliminate yeah. the silence. But overall, I think it makes it sound better. I normally do 1.3 times with that. Uh, yeah, yeah two so doesn't that's bother me first reformed. <laughs> Alex, have you seen this? <laughs> I've not seen first reformed. Oh, sorry if I spoiled some big. <laughs> I just took all the wind out of that, those sails, but that's the risk we assumed when we the came on this episode. Run. Yeah. I just want okay. you to text me when you watch uh, it and he's flying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, cool. So that's that's my number five. Also, anybody can feel pick. free to to share the load of filling in the Google Doc. Um, but Al, or Alex, you can take us to your number four whenever you're ready. Okay, my number four is eighth grade. Um, oh, wow. To go along with what you were saying, this is a movie that I do not uh, rewatch lightly or like to rewatch. <laughs> sure. It's like something I've made myself rewatch. But... Um, so even though it's not a horror movie, obviously, but um, yeah, the coming of age feels are just, you know, they just hit hard in that movie. I love Bo Burnham. I've always loved Bo Burnham. So he's so good. I, I know he's just so good in this movie. It's like such a good balance to me. It balances so well the cringiness of growing up with the sweetness of growing up with I just like love the dad in this movie like he's just so mm. he's so he's good such you a feel so bad good dad I know but and he's also so like um human you know he's not just like yes some caricature of a dad oh my god he's so he's so sweet I haven't eaten a banana the same way since I watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh he, he, I just love it he, so much he is I so love sweet. it yeah. It makes me like hate the girl at times. 
I just I know, I know. But then you also, this, you know, you were that kid. It's you like get it. oh, it's just like I was this She's to only my terrible. Yeah. Because everything around her is so terrible, making her terrible. And, and also it bananas. Does such a good yeah. job like cuz I love that Bo Burnham directed it cuz it does a really good job like you know, playing with the line of like, is YouTube just a stupid thing that kids do to get attention? Is it like a really cool thing for self-expression? You know, it's both. And so it's like this, he does a good job showing both sides of it and being like very fair to kids, you know, which like yeah. I tend to not do, you know, I see some makeup tutorial and I'm just like, oh my God, this person's an <laughs> idiot, you know, but he does such a good job showing like the human side of like what these, what people are doing when they're making these videos, why they're making them. Oh, it's just Hurts hurts. To watch yeah. Yeah. It does hurt. Like it makes me scared to be a parent. You guys have a child and it's it makes me like scared for myself, scared for it. the kid. I feel like I never want to let him on the internet. Like we thankfully escaped like adolescence yeah. with like we we weren't introduced to the internet until like we had developed at least a few brain cells. Like when you're just yeah. thrown into the age of all the apps and stuff we got going that sounds really old mm -hmm. when i say it like that uh, like it's just scary to think of kids that grow up with this being the culture and they even address it with like the one generation of kids didn't have snapchat in elementary school and her generation yeah. does like yeah yes. it is kind of weird how big of a, a thing that is i forgot yeah, about i that love line. and hate the scene where she ends up at that birthday party with like oh, all those kids the who underwater. like are really oh, friends God. with her you know because i feel like we've all kind of been in a situation at least somewhat similar to that, you know, and it's just like so yeah. relatable and just like heart wrenching, you know, yes. and you just yeah. feel, you feel like you're in her shoes, you know, where it's like, dude, yeah, yeah. these people don't really like me. They don't really want me here. You know, like that. Yeah. Shanghai. That into scene, it. like the underwater filming in that. Oh, sorry. It's okay. That you guys see our cat right here? Underwater filming in this that scene is so cool, too. There's so much good cinematography, like, hidden in that movie, almost, that you don't notice because you're just hiding behind a pillow, like, gnashing your teeth. Crying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like when they, like, when they mend the screens, like, her reflection of her eyes on oh, all yeah, the screens yeah, yeah. as she's just literally burning through her Friday night hours at a time oh, on Instagram and everything. Mm. Yeah. But also Oof. every video she makes, like I know you're supposed to feel probably like a lot of secondhand anxiety and be like, this is so terrible, terrible and embarrassing. But like, I loved them. Like as somebody who I've always liked to like, just make stuff like dumb videos or this podcast. And like, I'm, so I'm just cheering for her. I'm like, Kayla, yeah. yes, you, you put yourself out there. Too many people stay in the dark because they're, yeah scared to bleed like i love you making these <laughs> videos that four people are gonna watch and so yeah. I, I was really excited watching her do that there's a lot in this it's just so yeah. unapologetically awkward and i they really go a lot longer with the awkwardness than most movies would have the balls to that's good <laughs> that's eighth grade yeah Whew. okay that's all okay so does all that right. bring me to my number four hey if you're brave enough man. yes okay i think i am alex Alrighty, so in my number four spot, I have Uncut Gems. Oh, nice. yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, you finally watched it. We were talking about that for a while. I did, yeah. I watched it a couple weeks ago, but oh, so but good. yeah, dude, this movie I just was. Well, so here's the thing: the first like maybe forty minutes of it or so, I was kind of eh on it. Like really? I wasn't totally on really? board. I wasn't totally just like tracking with it. And then the scene that kind of 
grabbed my soul and just pulled me along for the rest of the film was um, that scene where Garnett comes back with the gem, but gets kind of stuck in that like mm-hmm. door oh, area. Yes. Oh, and my like, God. Uh, Adam Sandler's in. trying to let him in, but like oh, it's not oh working. Oh, the screwdriver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like that scene, I was just, I don't know if I've ever been more stressed out by any <laughs> one single scene <laughs> in cinema. And gosh, like and that scene just like totally blew me away. And after that, I was just like, okay, I'm going wherever this movie takes me. Oh um, man, it's wild. Hell yeah. Yeah. Gems yeah. and eighth grade have the same like your butthole closes <laughs> type of feeling. Yes. Like, you are just like, you are clenched the entire movie. And like in eighth grade, like the movie, the release is like, oh, nothing bad happens to her. But at the end of Uncut Gems, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Something ended, <laughs> Something ended this. <laughs> It's yeah, like you get a big exhale at the end. I think they're very different like he's, he's butthole clenches, though. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. uncut gems is like a is a you're gonna need a surgery to unclench it. <laughs> no, that is pure stress. Also, Alec, it is my number four as well. I'll just oh. hop in. Oh, nice. Yeah. Dude, I think the the this I almost did good time and had a Safty Brothers yeah. double feature at four and five. Yes. Uh, I forgot about good. But they're so good at getting this mind. like no, weird vibe of the slow burn, but with just so much like stress that I would never think to write into a movie. Like Kevin yeah. Garnett getting stuck yeah. to be buzzed into a jewelry <laughs> shop. And it just it just works so well. I'm a longtime Adam Adam Sandler fan. I rented mm-hmm. every dumb Happy Madison movie you could back in the day. So seeing him to do something serious in such mm-hmm. like a spectacle was really cool but yeah it just it just another goes oscar and never snubs stops. for and sure oscar it's snubs. it's the most stressful movie but it's good enough that i think i will and now i kind of want to watch it now and i probably will watch it again yeah. in the future oh, yeah. yeah it's a good rewatch we've watched it a few times it's dude and kevin garnett is like surprisingly good in it as well you know i mean he's I not like amazing really but it's actor. like he's an nba player and he does a legit yeah. performance in it yeah, yeah. That was cool. Oh man, but. that movie. So that movie and Good Time both are so yeah. Watch if watching them back to back, not recommended unless there's like a doctor <laughs> or blood pressure medicine nearby. But those movies yes. are so good at being so cool, and then like also just like the gambling movie trope is something I've at least watched a mm-hmm. you know so many times where you're just like, oh, this guy's ruining his life. Here he goes. Here he goes. But it's done <laughs> yeah. so well, you know, like it's so so cool the way that that movie shot and the different just like the vibe and the um music oh my god yeah yeah most uh most stressful movie since apocalypto yeah did you guys see that one <laughs> yeah i did that was good yeah movie. i did see that. <laughs> yeah i like it that's a good movie I but like i saw kg is really good i was just so excited he was in it that i didn't actually think about how he's not an actor and how good his performance is alex so thanks for reminding me dude and isn't it cool too that they got a legit nba player like i hate I when movies do like oh this is Isaiah Johnson, he's the leading yeah. point guard for the New York <laughs> Knicks, and it's like that guy's not real. The it's opening like, credits wow. shows like a fake interview with him on Sports yeah. Center, just to like yeah, better yeah, establish yeah. the universe. Uh-huh. It's like every yeah, '90s exactly. action film agreed that like anyone can be the president. Like, yeah. It's like a new president in every '90s action film. <laughs> yeah, and also speaking of the A24 store, so they sold. Did you guys ever see that they sold the Furby, like the, oh, um, the you necklace. know necklace? It was so expensive That's though. Awesome. I don't remember how much it was, but it was hilarious when it was on the store. It was amazing. Yeah, I know what I'm so getting cool. Alex for her for Christmas next year. <laughs> I will wear it every day of the year. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, no. hey, great pick though, Alec. That's yeah. an all timer. I'm right Thanks, there with man. you. 
Corey, do you want to go to your number four? Yeah, I do. It's it was this one's again hard. Probably three that are tied. Um, initially, I felt like it was eighth grade, but I I feel like it can't be eighth grade for me because it doesn't feel like it's a movie made for me. Like okay. on some level, I feel like I have to respect the like being an eighth grade girl aspect of the film, where there's something like I'm like when I watch the movie, I'm like ashamed of myself. <laughs> You know oh. what I mean? Like, for but you're a, a teacher and a father. Yes. Well, so that's why, like, I I relate to like the dad in the movie, but but I feel like I can't fully appreciate like my investment in the film until I am that guy. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure wondering why my child doesn't want to eat banana or was trying to eat a banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. And maybe you're just more mature f- than me, but also I could be foolish to think that i am above and past all the struggles going on with this girl that she's experiencing in eighth grade and like the the things that i'm dealing with now uh and then the other one was going to be swiss army man but that literally is just because i think it's the only movie i I enjoy daniel radcliffe's acting in oh Mm. hot take (laughs) Uh, uh, number four number four you got a couple of gryffindors over here i do yeah good time good time because the first of all, like I remember incredibly serious moments of the film that I feel like is a little bit like the pace of the movie itself makes you want to forget everything that's happening. But like when they're on drugs and they're in like the theme park or whatever, that like the scene of them jumping over the fence and stuff sticks in my mind. Um, and I cried bitterly at the end of that film when they show his brother. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait. I missed you saying good time and thought you were talking about Swiss Army Man for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yes, no, we're talking sorry. about good time. Good time. Sorry. Yeah. But yes, that, that scene, yeah, at the end, that, that got it's, you. It's, oh, so it's just the yeah. credits is like the brother in like a, like in basically yeah. in like a social working environment, you know, with other people. And like the revelation that this like this guy that's hustling and trying to sort of like bend the rules in order to do the right thing for his, you know. Uh, disadvantaged brother is actually making things worse for him to me mm. is like I don't know the perfect reality of like what it me- when, when when a guy wants to be the hero for somebody else and really you're just yeah. like getting in the way and progressively like making things worse with this just like trail of tears and lies mm. so I don't know good time yeah. I liked it it was good mm. it was I thought it was a good time and <laughs> I feel like there's a like a Florida project <laughs> and moonlight a little uh-huh. bit like the similar situation of somebody that that should be taken care of better and they're just in a rough spot but yeah what's different here yeah. is that uh Robert Pattinson or Robat Pattinson's character <laughs> is just so earnest about like fixing things and thinks he is uh being responsible grip it and rip it Corey go for it oh i missed it Brought you um, lemon lime seltzer but yeah, he's a fantastic actor, and I think that's a great movie. I think it's just like similar vibe, but just not as good for me as Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. Dude, I'm just now re- realizing that Pattinson is kind of, I feel like he's mimicking McConaughey in a way, where like, you know, he was kind of doing, obviously he was, you know, doing kind of pretty boy stuff for a while, which no disrespect, mm-hmm. you know, get get paid. Um, and now is kind of by thrusting himself into these kind of difficult roles that are indie and probably not going to get you a lot of laudits. I feel like he is now 
kind of resurrecting a bit like you know big part in Christopher Nolan's film that's coming out he's Batman like I feel like he's done a, a mini yeah. McConaughey if you will yeah I didn't that's know he was in the new Nolan film but now yeah. I'm so excited yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's awesome it's like also yeah. he can't keep his pretty boy image from like being 19 as he approaches 30 and has discovered <laughs> alcohol yeah, I can't believe <laughs> Alec, that. Like, you, got, you got to check out the Twilight movies. We got to rank them. I'll give them a look. I've never seen them either, but yeah. I can't so believe fun. that this was like their first real movie. The Saf- Safety Brothers, say how Safety Brothers? I don't Safety know. Brothers. Anyways, it's I, that movie <laughs> is so well written, directed. Like all of it comes together so tight and so good. I can't believe that that's their first like real. Wow. Feature Which film. brother do you think? Good like, time. I didn't know that. Yeah. I feel like in each movie there's like a like a representation of some kind of brotherhood, but there's always like an incredibly tragic character. I wonder if one of them like owns up to being that character. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the, the one the that's holding everybody down. <laughs> oh. <sighs> All right, yeah. I my four was revealed as uncut gems, so we are back to oh, the queen of the hour, Alex Cla- Alex Larson. <laughs> what do you got for us? <laughs> Okay, coming in hot, number three. I know Corey's going to have a lot to say about this. The Witch is my number three. Oh, you're pronouncing it wrong. The Vavitch. The Vavitch. The double bitch. You double bitch. That's how it goes. May I quickly go on record and say this is my number two? So okay, okay. right there with you. Yeah. Two for this was bees. This, this I, I watched one, two, it, and three for me could all be scrambled up. They're, and at different times of the year, I probably like all three. Yeah, anyways. Uh, the Witch, um, I don't even know if I should talk about it because I feel like other people have more to say about it. But it, <laughs> it is truly one of my favorite horror movies. I love, we watch it like every October. Like So in October, you know, we try and watch a bunch of scary movies, but The Witch is like the first one I always want to watch. Um I feel like it does such a good job of being truly horrifying and, mm. you know, the idea of the predestination and the all the mm. all the things. And also the vibe of it, you know, it's just very strong. Like it just has a very strong mm. aesthetic mm. that I like. Mm-hmm. Very winter. <laughs> yeah. I'm saving myself for this one. Yeah. I love when a movie just decides like Fuck you. We're just going to like go all in on this. You know, like we're not going to uh-huh. like talk like, oh, hey, guys, what's going on? We're moving to this farm. Like they do the yeah, old yeah, English, yeah. which I think oh. is so such a cool detail it's to it. So and scary. like scary. Oh, my God. It is. Yeah. It heightens like the creepiness yes. of it all because yeah. you and I think the thing I like most about it maybe the thing I like most about it is just like the horror of the woods. You know what I mean? Cause I think mm-hmm. anyone who's uh, grown up around woods, uh, there's a love hate relationship with them where during the day it's like, dude, I love the woods. And at night it's like, bruh, the woods Get out. stay the clear. Woods. You know? Get out. <laughs> I got lost pretty bad in the, the woods. Bitch once. Is coming. <laughs> Plus, you know, black Phillip, anytime there can be a talking goat in a movie that's uh, like otherwise completely yes. realistic. I am. Yes. Sorry, but here's the thing. Um, he, Corey okay, Constant- spoiling this. Oh, okay. He, he talks in, then he's like a human. I guess I wanted more goat stuff. I <laughs> so maybe that's my biggest disappointed in the criticism. amount of goat. Corey constantly quotes, Dost thou want to live deliciously? deliciously. <laughs> the taste of butter. Dude, here's, here's the thing about that goat the goat was wild. Like they couldn't tame it. They couldn't it, tame the goat and on it set. It broke the dad's rib cage. 
And the scene what? where the he's like fighting the goat was t- not like scheduled. It was totally like it just Whoa. happened. The goat freaked out on him and he's like trying to wrangle it. They did not. Because I bet it was kind of hard to find a really like black goat. And so and then they, they found it. To it. Be kind of creepy. Yeah. And they're like, you yeah. know, we got to wow. <laughs> work with Those, this. That's awesome. Because the. Those are the questions I'm asking myself. I really break the immersion when a real animal's in a movie because I'm always like mm-hmm. thinking about the behind the scenes. And so that t- that tidbit, mm-hmm. Corey, makes me like this more. And also I can see there's like, because really in the third act, the goat gets its moments. And I was like thinking about this movie and talking about it with you guys as I was watching about it. And there's another world where that last act doesn't happen. And I really want more goat stuff. So I guess he does kind of <laughs> get some more. But I wanted to it's be like a camera on the which. goat. I, I I had the blanket over like my face a lot ready when we were just staring at the goat because I was ready for the goat to talk like while we mm-hmm. were looking at it and we never mm-hmm. got that but this is a yeah. weird criticism and like they didn't have to do that I just I wanted more goat <laughs> yeah they, more another goat. thing I love <laughs> is that I feel like nine out of ten directors with this story or mm-hmm. you know writers would have ended it ambiguously you know like oh yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. other family members die yes. and it's just it thomas so and left literal. on literal the, yeah they're right like the fact that they are like no this is real this is actually happening it was just like so yeah. ballsy and cool and i just so i respect there, that a lot there there are elements in the film that like the director meant as like kind of a hint to you could take this another way and it's um they keep showing shots of mushrooms that like mm. some historians oh. think that a lot of like witch hysteria came from people basically like hallucinating with at these like unknown mushrooms, you know, at the time, like new world, you don't know what they do, that kind of thing. But mm. he's pretty huh. like, he has, he is much more, the director has been much more vocal about like, it's a witch. Like yeah. straight up. Like yeah. that's, they're witches. that's awesome. <laughs> you can have fun with the fungus that. if you want, but they're witches. <laughs> there's a lot of like I mean just from our conversations here we're seeing there's a lot of these A24 movies where you can kind of paint an ulterior explanation or mm-hmm. uh, yeah alternative yeah. explanation mm-hmm. there are for some of these yeah like even first reformed I heard some people saying like oh no he uh, spoilers <laughs> he's he died at the end and that's just him like uh, yeah that's what I thought know. oh no you mean he died before the church scene and like before the last act kind of thing you mean Yes. Or at the very end. Yeah. Like that he did kill himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe he didn't, like he, he drank. Did? Yeah. Oh, the, okay. The girl embracing him was oh, sort I didn't of like think heaven. That. Like oh. his sense of. Yeah. Ascending to heaven. Like, yeah. Like you thought mm. he drank the Drano or you thought he blew himself up. Yeah. He drank the Drano and then he hugged her. And yeah. Okay. It was sort of like a entering the arms of Mary cycle. Oh. Weird. But I thing. think that makes it. I, yeah, I totally but believe then, that's a, you can interpret it that way, but I think that's, can you live that kind of takes the wind out of the sails. Yeah, I but, didn't think uh, that. I like the, I like to think of uh, kind of him reflecting on the things that the advice he gave to the guy at the start of the flick, talking uh, yeah. about mm-hmm. choosing to live anyway, and so him choosing to not kill himself is that much more powerful for me. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the and witch, also to Alec, me, I will say you... that. Oh, go, sorry. You can go ahead. No, I was going to say, I feel like we didn't talk about this. You guys all sound like witch, witch heads over here, so keep oh, going. Man. Pop off. I was just going to say that this movie, to me, I love it so much. And so I'm sure we'll talk about The Lighthouse. I'm sure it's in someone's top. But that when I went to go see The Lighthouse, I could not have been more disappointed. I was so upset. Like, the night that we went we went to go see it, like, you know, not midnight premiere, but the night it opened or whatever, at, you know, 
a reasonable hour, 7 p.m. premiere probably. But yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was so mad because I was just like expecting the best horror movie of my life, you know, second, I was just like, this is going to be it. And then when I walked out of there, I'm like, what the heck was that? <laughs> what did I just launch for two hours? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was also let down by the lighthouse, you yeah. know. I and then that now came up I do in our 2019 of- episode. Mm-hmm. Did it? Mm-hmm. I don't think I. Yeah, I Alec. Alec said uh, that's when he first recommended the witch to me because he's like, oh, it's yeah, way yeah. better. And I, I kind of made the same comparison. Uh, Hereditary to Midsummer yeah. for me was yeah, your it is lighthouse to witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would say that that's a similar comparison. But yeah. um, I've grown to appreciate the lighthouse. I don't like hate it as much mm-hmm. as I did. But but it's just not the horror movie that I like wanted where I feel like this movie is so well crafted. It has so many different layers of horror. There's like the grief layer, you know, of like the of losing their son in the very first act, you know, and then like how that just leads to this hysteria. And you just see you see what's going to happen kind of, you know, like you can just you just can't stop it. And it's just Mm -hmm. like going and going and then the last act does it just like delivers so well we're like yeah what you were saying Alec, like something happens you know it's not just like this nebulous oh isn't this you know this family is just christians and they just don't know what's going on they're detached and they just don't leave it like that it's like it's a freaking witch <laughs> this is crazy yeah. <laughs> there's a, a terrifying yeah, breastfeeding scene that i don't like to yeah. think about <laughs> the crow guys but what if what? the goat talked? <laughs> Look, we got we got to move on. The goat we're narrated. Go, we're gonna be talking about thing. this is gonna become the witch podcast. Like, <laughs> I'm fine with that. It's coming, like, again. It's coming again. All right. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Right. Circle back. Okay. All right, Alec Bowling, where you yeah. at? Okay, so my number two, as I said, is the witch, but my number three is Lady Bird. Oh heck yes! yeah! That was gonna be my. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So. I am kind of a sucker for a, a good slice of life movie. So this Absolutely. one was right up my alley. Um, in terms of things I loved about it, like, I mean, Saoirse Ronan always puts in a good performance. I don't know that she's mm-hmm. ever turned in a bad performance. She's you know, she is just dynamite in pretty much mm-hmm. everything yes. she does. Absolutely. Um, Greta Gerwig, I think, is just a phenomenal director. And I feel like she, as an actor, can get really good performances out of people. So, like... Every single person in that film is is uh, just killing it. Is on their game. Then you've got the Lucas the Hedges, dual so. wonder, the wonder twins of Lucas Hedges and Timothy Chalamet in one film together. It's kind of like its own sort of Avengers <laughs> oh type. It's like an again they're the Avengers of A twenty four. You know, kind I'm of coming hot together. Just thinking about it, <laughs> I can't believe that Timothy Chalamet was the extra sister in Little Women. I really appreciated that they kind of updated that film. I, I love by him. By giving like, yeah, like, that to another woman. Hey, as somebody who's been, you know, characterized as a bit more feminine and loves hanging out with chicks, I love that Timothy Chalamet was the extra sister in Little Women. I love that there's no, like, there's no, like, cool bad boy love interest in Little Women. Oh, no. Like, yeah. there's just no. these, like, tender-hearted. Mr. Lawrence, the grandpa, is so nice. His relationship with Beth. And then Timothy, like, he's yeah. just, like, a, su- Laurie's such Ooh. a prankster, but he, like, he just is all about, yeah, I'll be in your plays. I'll be the girl parts so Joe can be the boy. Like, so good. Yeah. Okay. Back back to Lady Bird. <laughs> back to Lady Bird. <laughs> oh, my God. Beanie, but, uh, Jonah Hill's little sister. Felt- What's her last That's oh, right. Yeah. F- Beanie oh, Feldstein, so I think. she's so good in that movie. Feldstein, yeah. The best friends. Yeah. She's so good. This and Booksmart. So her her Booksmart, and her pal yeah. are so... She's amazing in Booksmart. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and she's always got like <laughs> a companion that she plays off really well with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's so good. I like Alec. I think you nailed it. I could listen to you talk about Lady Bird for an hour. I'll just you, sh- you want to take over, but um, Greta Gerwig, like the ensemble that like thinking of Little Women, like she's so good at the ensemble mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like the performances just feel so earnest and. Every character feels so interesting in that movie, mm-hmm. like the dad and the brother and mm-hmm. like the the priest at the school who's yeah. teaching them drama. Like, I feel like I want to know about all their lives. They're so real. And um, I guess we're kind of burying the lead with like the mother daughter stuff is the most like powerful and interesting, mm-hmm. probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, fun slice of life, like mixed with coming of age and then like some unexpected heartbreak and warmth at the end. That final mm-hmm. punch in the with the airport scene and then the oh, follow up phone call from New York. It's just, mm-hmm. it's it's Greta Gerwig magic. It's like there's a lot of romance, but it's it's tempered with a bit of realism thrown in there. I love it. All yeah. about it. Yeah, I love that yeah. end scene. The like when her she starts to like. I feel like all of us coming from Cincinnati, you know, Cincinnati is almost a Sacramento type of city. It's a you know kind of a nothing <laughs> city in a lot of ways, but it's mm-hmm. I Regional love town. I really love that ending scene when she learns to kind of appreciate it for you know and like just like love the driving and I, beautiful. I, yeah, it's when really she good. jumps out of the car while her mom is driving, I've never <laughs> related more to a teenage emotion. <laughs> <laughs> It's incredible. It's so funny. Like even Absolutely to this day, sometimes incredible. I'll be talking to my mom like, "Mom, I love you, but I'm gonna jump out of a moving vehicle right now if we don't <laughs> change the subject." Oh, yes. yes. My my favorite scene still though is the Dave Matthews scene, the crash scene when they're in the car oh, after the party. God. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Oh man, this is the, the, the Chalamet plot playing thread. a moody barista. the plot thread i think i relate to most is just like this like desire this sort of just i don't know desire to like be in the in crowd you know to the to the detriment of the people who you who actually care about you and stuff like that and and come to the realization of like you know like what why do i want this i don't like these people and i've got these other people like who really love me like that's what i should do you know and like yeah um just learning like maturing and learning to value the things like that actually are important to you, you know? I feel that a lot in eighth grade because, like, her dad really loves her, and she's got this awesome friend, Gabe. My old roommates told me that I was like Gabe, so I didn't know how to take that, the boyfriend from eighth grade <laughs> mm-hmm. but at the end. And, like, yeah, and she, but she's so obsessed with getting these uh, popular kids to like her. And if we've learned anything from Hollywood, it's that if you're popular, you're a garbage human being. <laughs> you are pure <laughs> evil. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. Corey was the homecoming king. Boo! Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was the prom I king. So. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> boo! His! I was nothing. Uh, we were infinite. Uh, that's a quote from Perks of Being a Wallflower. It just, it's just in my Perfect. mind. We're talking about coming of wow. age flicks we love. Uh, yeah, I love Lady Bird and I want to go watch it. Lady Did Bird was a hard the- not. I couldn't fit it in my top five, but man, I I love Lady Bird. I rewatch it way more than I've been mm-hmm. almost any other. Yes. Heck yeah! Hey, does anyone watch uh, Eastbound and Down? Yes! I've seen some of it. But... <laughs> we, watched, so crazy. we watched all of it, and afterwards we were like, "We I like, need, I to, need like, to take a shower." <laughs> I, I feel this. dirty. We were just like cussing for no reason about everything, <laughs> not at each other, just like. 
That was just sort of the dialogue at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I bring that up because I think my favorite line in that is when Kenny is riding around in the limousine and he's like got his arms out. And he's like, we're infinite. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's just like uh, yeah, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Exactly. Oh, is he yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love Perks of Being a Wallflower. Oh, that's like so in my top 25 sweet. movies. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You think they'll remake it with Tim Lee yeah. Shamalama Ding Dong? <laughs> <laughs> M. Uh, Night Chalamet. Yeah. M. Night yeah. Chalamet. <laughs> M. Night. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's keep this train rolling. This is a blast, guys. Sorry if you wanted shorter podcasts. We have four people tonight. And we're having fun. Corey Larison, do you have a third favorite A24 movie? I have a third. And I feel like my top three are, are hard. You know what I mean? They're like set in stone. They are movies that make me feel things. And the <laughs> thing that makes me feel things the third most, even though I think that it is objectively a bad film, is The Lighthouse. Oh, God. oh. oh. interesting. I, Hot take. We, when, we, when Alex and I went to see The Lighthouse, I left so upset. <laughs> I, Same. I did not like it. I did not like it until I realized that the film was not like, it wasn't, Plot. I wasn't watching plot. I was watching an expression of isolation, masturbation, and alcoholism <laughs> through the monologues <laughs> the of Holy Trinity. Defoe. And I feel like I have never, I have never <sighs> felt more feelings after a film than than <sighs> think like just ruminating on like the madness of Willem Dafoe's character. In That's that a word movie. for it. And like cursing a bird is something that I'm so afraid I'm heading towards at every moment in my life. <laughs> I'm going to be 60 and just like taking it out on some younger kid that doesn't know who I am or what I'm doing and an animal <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, I've said it once. I'll say it again. That man knows how to sling a seagull on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Well, you've said that once. <laughs> yes. I said that once. <laughs> uh, Gosh. You really can't like I mean, you can't enjoy that movie until you understand that it happened. Like it's based on like yeah. a real life thing where two people were abandoned at a lighthouse. And okay, so that's really? like, yeah. And so the film know. itself, like if you if you know that, and I didn't know that before I watched the movie, it was kind of like an after the fact kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think when you know that, you you kind of get this sense of like, oh, I can I can step away from the idea of this being like a a narrative based film and instead it being like a presentation of raw emotion. And if you aren't a straight white male, I don't think you can enjoy the film because it's just a display of madness. Like, like watching two people go insane. Yeah. 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 I think for me, I definitely was expecting more from a, like going into it. I was like, okay, what is like the plot going to be, you know, like what is like, is there going to be some crazy octopus monster that like, you yeah. know, gets in, into the mix at some point. So I was, and not that there needs to be octopus monsters for in any but film. We but we appreciate uh, it. But yeah, so I was like a little bit let, uh, I was let down coming out of it. But I will agree that like, like kind of removing my expectations on for the film helped me to appreciate it more. So I would definitely agree with you there. So I, I liken it to my love of Moby Dick where if you like the book Moby Dick because you think it's a good story, you're wrong. Like, it's just not a good story. It is like a backdrop for exposition. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, 
the Moby Dick is based on the Essex and like an actual whale that sunk a ship. And it's like, okay, that is a fact. And this is just an excuse to sort of like bitch about your life for a set amount of time. <laughs> of course. And I feel like whatever the director went through in his 20s was well represented in this film. <laughs> I will say that what saved yeah. the lighthouse for me was the I mean the cinematography is just unreal yeah. and like the idea yeah. that they, they used, used like time you know they used like lenses yeah, from the period 30s appropriate period appropriate lenses and cameras and oh, no way. Yeah, the they way only that used lenses from like the time some of those shots are just like unbelievable and it's exactly yeah. how I like to see film and how I like to like yeah shoot things I love just like the high contrast that's in that movie so I, mm. that did save it for me. Like as much as I was super annoyed that I didn't get the horror movie that I wanted. I mean, it is a horror movie, mm. but I didn't get like the, I don't know, plot that I wanted or something. But I also it saw was the lighthouse so edited cool. as a SpongeBob SquarePants oh, episode. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's so funny. This sounds it's incredible. Like, because there's no score to the film. It's just like seawater noises. And so someone just put like, like those noises behind what was happening. And they're happening. like 10 hours and it became, later. It became this just like Gilligan's Island-esque like story about, you know, the guy from Twilight getting mad at a seagull. Yeah, it was funny. That's that hilarious. Incredible. Yeah. I, I said it once here, but that is the one time my going in totally blind really backfired. I wanted, <laughs> I was like excited for a fun Robert Pattinson flick. That's the only no. thing I knew about it. No, and I was, oh it was a f- terrible physical, like re- I you get was your not beans? prepared my body. Um, so that's probably that me with a can of baked beans. <laughs> I, I need to, I need to watch it again. Like, I probably should respect it more. You, what you said makes me respect it more, just knowing that. But I ranked it 53rd of all the movies I saw last year, just above <laughs> Dark Phoenix. So <laughs> that's that's how poorly I felt coming out of the theater. But yeah, I, that's that's on me. We can move on. Well, you know how like the older you get, the more your crazy uncle becomes a relatable character in your life. That's what the film is yeah. to me. It is true that after we watched it, I remember like there was like a progression of like one day after we watched it, I was like, God, I hated that movie. And Corbin was like, I don't know, it's kind of growing on me. And then like two days after we watched it, he was like, I think I liked it. And three days after we watched it, he was like, that might have been my favorite movie. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And then you wake up in the middle of the night and he's naked on your roof, like holding a flashlight into his face. With a mermaid. What is happening? I mean, the the movie's like liquor. Like you try it a little bit and you get sick. And then after a while you're like, okay, I I get this. I'm I'm old now. I don't know. These things speak to me. I'm numb to certain aspects of film. Great Don't way to plot. put it. Give me Willem Dafoe okay, talking that was for your, 10 minutes. That was your number three? Number three, yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're on to my number three. Yeah. And uh, the top three here are my the only three A24 movies that are in my top 100 favorite movies of all time. Um, and Ooh. number three is Ex Machina. Ooh. Ooh. Which, oh, I was waiting for it. That is your movie, dude. Yeah, that's good. Dude, I like to replace it is you just as like, the main character of that film. <laughs> Well, okay, because I am a developer, but like, yeah, it is just totally brilliant. Um, and like, like you guys can start senses with, as a as a parent, as a father, as a as a programmer. Like, I just yep. really appreciated how they like kept Fall this robot to, like, you know, purely focused on her directive and uh-huh. and finding the only opportunity for escape and executing yes. it, and then revealing that you know she's it's consciousness without a conscious, right? Just mm-hmm. ruthless, yep. no regard for the 
human failures of Donald Gleason, like yes. thinking he could trust and rely <laughs> on her. And like, it's, it's so smart for that. I am, you know, and it makes sense. I'm frustrated with both of the human characters for kind of being a little dumb and letting some things play out at time. But like human beings have the capacity for that. Whereas the machines, like they aren't as careless, I guess. And like, there's a lot of misdirection and I'm not sure who knows what and who is actually meaning what. And the Who's whole time, control? like, I'm convinced of her, like, conscious compassion, the AI mm-hmm. that is uh, Ava, I believe, at points. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, they're going to make her, like, and him run off into the sunset. But really, <laughs> she wouldn't care about it. And then she does it. And so I'm like, okay, I'm unsettled, but I'm clapping. <laughs> yeah. That the yeah. robot has emotion. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Like, you didn't like that? Well, no, no I didn't. No, because I, I thought she actually was gonna. And then they reveal at the end that she doesn't. And she is just, yeah. in, like, you know, manipulating him in yeah, the appropriate yeah. way yeah, yeah. that she seems optimal to get out. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Because so many robot movies like that, like, the twist or, like, the resolution is, you see, they are like humans. Yeah. Like, you know, oh, yeah. he does. Sonny from iRobot really does AI. love Will yes. Smith. Oh, yes. my God. And, like,. And just like again, we, you never know where we'll be. But as we're so far from that, as from what yeah. I know about computer science, that I can't, it's hard to imagine that. Mm. Yeah, I think it, the ending is brilliant because, like, in a lot of ways, it puts you in Donald Gleason's shoes, where I feel like I fell for it too. You know, where I was like, oh, yes, yeah, 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 like yes. she got me. Yep. You know, like <laughs> I am now like trapped in this house. Yes. Oh. Yes. Also, but. another film about isolation, yeah. masturbation, and alcoholism. The creator of Is the it? robot. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a, the holy trinity of A24. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> the three tenets. Yeah. And Oscar Isaac tenets. is so good, though, in that film. Yes, yes. he's so he good. Is. And Dom Hall Gleason's so good. Yeah, and from the get-go, you are really like second guessing or or wondering about everything. Nothing's clear, and that's what mm-hmm. makes the tension so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love the yeah. fill in the blanks of that movie. We're like, why is he here? What is happening? Yeah, they're not. It's not like the straightforward setup. It's really good. Yeah. All right, that's X Machina. Yeah, that was a sleeper. I forgot about. I forgot that was a twenty-four. Yeah, that one was an honorable yeah. mention for me. X. Really, Alec? Right. I thought it was like number one for you. I don't know why. I thought that you would be. I thought that would be. In- no, oh. I do like it. Yeah. I meant to like make some predictions going in. Here's what I going thought in. I thought uh, there's a couple movies that feature a lot of skateboarding. So Corey Larson might like mid '90s and Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I know Alex Klein likes horror stuff, so I expected all the good horror movies. And then Alec, I feel like you just like really good movies, and I expected like all the. Oscar winners and the witch on yours yeah. because I know you like the witch, but that's just me putting you all in a box and you're free to like whatever you like. My number two is mid nineties. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's so good. We it's can come so back good. to that though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. It's not your turn. We'll come back to that. Alex Klein, please go first. Okay. Number two, you, you got the box, right? Uh, <laughs> Midsummer is number two for me. <laughs> I love yeah. this movie. I love Alex it. has Midsummer merch from the A24 <laughs> oh store. <laughs> well, okay. I'm sorry to, to jump in here. It's that's one of the things before I knew about A24 and merch being a thing. Mm-hmm. I saw somebody wearing a Midsummer T-shirt, and I'm like, since when do people wear T-shirts for like horror movies? And so like oh. that, and just a lot of positive chatter got my expectations way up, and 
uh, didn't deliver. I'll let you go before I bash it. I'm sorry, but <laughs> it's that's fine. Just, the, the merch hurt me here. Midsummer oh. combined. So yes, I have oh. a cute. I have a cute little pin of like Florence Pugh doing her like, uh, you know, with the floral <laughs> crown good, on. Like she is fancy. great in it. But that is oh the second God. best so, movie from 2019 in which she wears a flower crown. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Wait, did you see our? In- okay, you. If you follow us on Instagram, you saw that um, Corey had never seen Little Women before. He'd never seen any adaptation. He did not know anything about the movie, and I let him watch it just without telling him anything about it. And then I like live tweeted for a better word his like responses. <laughs> and anyways, one I of them these. was like, "Is this a is this a follow up to Midsummer? Like, it does look like they just Prequel. walked off the set of Midsummer onto the set of Little Women and kept the flower crown on." Yes. Yeah. In fact, the um, the the like inbred. I don't know what you would say. Like their deity. You know what I mean? Like the guy in Midsummer. In Midsummer, mm-hmm. the kid. That like is writing the yeah, holy yeah, scriptures yeah. and he's like from inbreeding uh, was actually played by Timothy Chalamet. Oh my god, gorgeous. <laughs> 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 oh, is that okay. mean? I don't know. <laughs> Let me talk about Midsummer. Let me defend why I love it so much. Okay, Midsummer is an amazing horror movie. Other than my number one horror movie, it's it's one of my favorite horror movies of all time, and I do I really love scary movies. But um, it combines you know the floral aesthetic that I know and love with absolute terror in such a way (laughs) that that no other movie besides maybe Rosemary's Baby does it too. But um. Yeah, so it's just like this aesthetic that's like crazy cool and like I feel like that on its own is like deserving of some sort of award. Just the well, the Oscars even did it. Like the Oscars did, you know, they did like nod to the costumes and the set in their little opening thing, but yet it was yeah. nominated for nothing. Hmm. But yeah, then also just like the realistic like male characters I feel like that they have in that movie, like oh, every guy her, sucks. Her boyfriend oh, like Christian, from Good Place. You just Yes, you start just being like, oh, he kind of sucks, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, he is just a true, like, oh, he's like the villain that you Mm -hmm. just, you know, he just sucks. He makes me want to join a cult. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And the idea that it's just, like, this fairy tale, and then they just, like, turn it upside down, and then the cinematography, when the road literally does turn upside down, Mm -hmm. and, oh, it's, it's, like, really graphic, and I, I actually don't, like, that's one part of it that makes it my number two, like, I just really don't like those like death scenes. I feel like those, you know, the suicide scenes could be just not, I don't just done differently. They're just like really graphic and odd. But um, so, Ari Aster, you know, he's my he's my dude, but he's got some stuff mm-hmm. going on. <laughs> what yeah. happened to him? You know, right before we watched Midsummer, <laughs> we got on a kick of movies by I'm looking this on my phone because I don't know how to say it. Craig Zoller, yeah. Who did movies like uh, Dragged Across Concrete and The Brawl and Cell Black, mm-hmm. Cell Block 90 or whatever. And they're all like throwback sort of like grindhouse. Yeah. Like horror movies. Yeah, horror movies where like they just have like plastic heads getting stomped and stuff like that. And Midsommar <laughs> oh. did not shy away. They're like, you're going to watch this know. old man's face get smashed. It was, that part was just like, yeah, it was a little much, I feel. But anyways, I, just, <laughs> I do love the whole plot of that movie. Also, I love the way it hits on this thing that I'd like have always felt about me in our culture and like the Instagram culture of just like this exploitive nature of just like, I want to go here and see this cool thing, you know, that like, I want to go to the cute German town and like see their cute Christmas festival. And it's like, well, do you want to see their like, <laughs> you know, I don't know, just the idea of like us and the <laughs> way we, jump off a you know, consume things, but don't like want to be, a, we don't actually take part in them in any way. So mm-hmm. I feel like it touches on that. A lot. Interesting. Yeah, I was kind of let down by Midsummer a little bit. Um, 
You shut I, your mouth. My personal opinion. <laughs> That's my wife's is... second favorite movie of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but my my, my opinion is I feel like starring Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I feel like it could have been twenty minutes shorter. You know, mm-hmm. like I feel like a lot of the scenes just could have been yeah. tightened a little bit. You know, yeah. um, I agree. I'm fine with your, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but to your point, the the characters were so good. Like, especially the boyfriend character. Like, he was just so slimy in a way that was like so recognizable. You know, yeah, and like he was subtle. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, he wasn't like this villain but he was terrible you know in a way and you don't even know if he's bad at first like when she is she's kind of annoying him on the phone and like she's trying you know in that first act like when they're still at home you know there's like all of this stuff where it's like you know it's kind of you're like maybe he's not bad and then as it goes on you're like oh no he's the worst the movie has a subtle (laughs) plot point that is underexplored where a bunch of guys think that their friend should dump a girl but solely based on that guy's complaining about their girl. Like, yeah, because at the beginning of the movie, they're like, why don't you just get rid of her? Like, she's going to be terrible. She doesn't need to come on to the so trip. Brutal. And you think that, yeah, like she is awful and needy. And then like, if you don't pay attention, you miss the fact that like, this guy's just a dick and like <laughs> no. is constantly throwing her on the bus and making her seem like she is this like pain when he is the, <laughs> the worst person. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like, you know, terrible people typically don't like twirl their mustaches, you know, but they do just these little <laughs> things that are just like Subtle so things. objectively yeah. selfish, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay, yeah, so Michael, just... tell me why you hate it. I need, <laughs> I need pushback. <laughs> I wanted more goat stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I guess I wanted more bear stuff. There was bear the stuff. Was bear. What about the bear? So, oh. so, but not enough. So if you're gonna go weird, like go weird, you could go way weirder. I don't. Okay. In general, weird enough. That's so weird. You you can help me get by this because you're the horror expert. Mm. I again, user error. Have you seen the episode of Community where Abed breaks down horror movies? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like he says, like of course the like people can't act rationally because then the movie would be less interesting. But I think back to the scene where he says. Oh, we heard something outside. Don't go check. We'll stand back to back in this room with knives with all the lights on while I call the police on my cell phone. Like, like I feel yeah, like yeah, the yeah. people in this movie, I'm just screaming at like how I want that. Like, it's just, I can't buy it for a minute. How foolish <laughs> they are. Like I'd be out of there like at the get go, um, which that's a dumb criticism because horror movies are good because people act illogically, but I feel like I'm just uncomfortable for three hours. Like it wasn't really scary. <laughs> Um, really and like i feel like you could have gone weirder i like the most exciting parts of the weird parts but i wanted i wanted more of that what? Florence Pugh so- is amazing and like mm-hmm. there's something really beautiful at the end where like yeah it's not like she joined a cult and like drank some brainwashed kool-aid it's like mm-hmm. her mindset so seamlessly aligns and blends into like needing a group of people to scream with and yeah. like that final scene where like she is one mm-hmm. of them and they are like that their pain has aligned like mm. that is cool for the the cult stuff but i just uh it was long and just like a little uncomfortable the whole time and not really scared and not i don't know have, have i'll give it another done, shot sometime i i honestly just i don't follow your social media accounts enough to know the answer to this but have you done like any international traveling uh i just got back from india well i yeah, went to, you india, went to at the india. end of the year yeah 
Yeah. And so that was the first time I left you, the country. Don't you feel like in some level, like the, I don't know what you call it, like the barrier or something, like suspension of disbelief or whatever. There's like a horror or horrific part of our or an international travel where you're like, I can't leave this place. Like, you're you know right. what I mean? Like I can't just yep. like up and leave. Yep. You know what I mean? Cause I'm like, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, Touché. I, I have that same feeling where I'm like, just go. And it's like an undertone of an otherwise incredibly long film. <laughs> They're like, you can't. Yeah. You can't. You just, that you makes really sense. Yeah. Also, Corey, you've always been way more into like cults and weird sex stuff than me. So that makes sense. That <laughs> That's true. You like That's it more. true. Isolation, <laughs> masturbation, <laughs> alcohol, no, so, and mushrooms. Stop. In this My mom I mean, listens <laughs> to this podcast, Corey. <laughs> Oh, I'm not. No. I'm not promoting any Mrs. of those Moran. things. I'm saying that they are social issues that need to be addressed yes. in men. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. I, you're not promoting them. I'm just saying that my mom has such a like high spotless image of you. Just have hearing Corey Larson say those words <laughs> might be jarring for her because she loves you so much, as do I. Social ills. Also, Social my ails. favorite scary movie that takes place all in sunlight. I'll bring it back yes. to Midsummer. I can Ooh. go on and on, but I it's won't. It's hard to make a scary movie in full it's light. Freaking so hard. It's great. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of the movie is in sunlight. So. I, I was yeah. gonna agree with you. I refused to watch the movie again until We've it came it out like on video, three times. Oh, so okay. that we could skip the orgy scene because, like, true, I, true. <laughs> There's, there's something about that. simulated sex. I don't need that like, in my life. I know. Simulated yeah. violence can be fake, but like you can't unless you can't fake nudity and like <laughs> like that no scene point. is just truly disturbing. I I will say in when we rewatched it like a third time or something, I had my hand on the fast forward button. I was uh. just like, I'm not in the mood. Like the suicide scene is just it's very gratuitous. The orgy scene not necessary mm-hmm. to go uh-huh. on yeah. for so a ring long. Of grandma you can go weirder. You can go just... weirder. You can get way more yeah. shocking. Like I just I loved the bear idea, but we got it for a snap. Like that's true. I want that's more true. goat yeah. stuff. <laughs> the bears can smell the menstruation. That more is a both. literal expect. Film. More goats, more bears. Okay. Anyway, yeah, just more animals. That's the key to their success. I, I do okay. love at the end when like they're doing the like ritual suicide or whatever, and they like cut to the shots of the people in that are the gonna thing. yeah they're in the like the oh. burning tent or whatever, and they have this like incredible calm, and then just shows them, and it's like bad idea, bad idea. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Okay. Because it are... does do a good job, like showing that, like, yeah, they the people in the cult, you know, who are in that suicide thing too, they feel the same like fear, even though they were promised like you're not gonna feel anything, it's gonna be fine, and it's like no, it's freaking not fine. Like you know, I don't know. So it does a good job like breaking down. Well, and it leaves you with the question like, did she join a cult or did her life fall apart? Yes, yes. Did she just join the? And most... then that begs the question: Does anybody join a cult or does their life fall apart? <laughs> uh, now I also, feel like an idiot. Like Ari I feel like this movie was really like, well made and written, and I'm just like a dumb fan who wanted to write a different plot for something that's no, not. It's, oh, no, no, no. My it's, dad hated this movie. I think <laughs> Corey's dad was not meant to see this movie. He wasn't. It was, I had to be like, dad, I'm sorry. It wasn't. It just wasn't made for you. When the parents were in the gas masks in the beginning of the film, like, yeah, no, that's. If you're old, you're not gonna like that. <laughs> <laughs> I yep. do. Your character dies in yeah. the first thirty seconds um, of the film. Okay, that's my number two. <clears throat> Anyways, we can move on. All right. Who's All right, uh, Alec, we got your number Alec. two at The Witch. The Witch. Oh, oh, I, I wrote the WW Wait, instead of the two Vs. It's <laughs> the, two Ws. The, the two so Vs is because <laughs> w, w wasn't a letter at the time that this movie was taking place. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, the like double V, bitch. That yeah. makes sense. Mm. 
we're gonna rank top one hundred or top five letters at some right. point, so that's a good factor. <laughs> 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 top five. Just weird. Weird. Like, yeah. the W. <laughs> What'd you say? It's weird that the letter didn't exist and then it existed and then it was the W, but it's the yeah. yeah. And I mean, it looks like that. Yeah. Okay, so mid nineties. That's your number. Right. Two. Wait, what was Alex? The witch. My mom talked about that. We talked about it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mid the mid nineties. Mid '90s was a film that was made for me and like my eight <laughs> friends growing up in the mid '90s, early so 2000s. True. I I had so much hate going into the film. Like I didn't want to like it. I was like, "This is stupid." Like they're not whatever. It's they're not going to get right. It's just going to be like. Bleh. And then I watched it and I just started crying. <laughs> going to mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. the you. movie. So the movie is like. The movie is again. It is. It is not like a plot. Like there's no plot to it. If, if, if there is a plot, it doesn't work. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it's so stupid. Like the problems are so stupid, and the the whatever. But like the whole movie is totally redeemed at the very end when they're in the hospital, and the friend is like, "Yes, hey, I made a movie. Mm. Do, do you want to watch it?" And I feel like that moment transcends skateboarding. And mm. like mid '90s culture, and it like it appeals to all decades that have dealt with like theater or film, where there's this like mm. there's something so pure and a like elating about a dumb thing that you and your friends made, and then you get to watch it. Like mm. it's just the coolest thing yeah. in the world. And I like immediately went home and dug out the VHS tape of my skate team, Pitch Black. <laughs> that oh, we that's so awesome! Yeah, that's so yes. metal. And I, and I put it on, and I was just like, this is trash. Like, this is utter garbage <laughs> that no one should watch. And I am like, I'm like grinning ear to ear. And I'm like, oh, yeah, those three stairs that I jumped over. Mm. That was like the <laughs> so Grand do you, Canyon. Do you love Minding the Gap or Mind the Gap? Have you seen that? The documentary? What's Minding yeah, the Gap? It's, mm-hmm. Yeah, the skateboarding documentary. That's exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's essentially what yes. you just described, used, but in real life. footage, yeah, yeah then yeah. talked about. Yes, I love that movie. Also, it's an underexplored like territory because either either you became a character on Jackass or like Bam Margera or some like MTV exploitation film. Like, you know, there was like black black exploitation films of the 70s. And then like it soon turned into like, let's just get guys from New Jersey to jump off of buildings and (laughs) put alligators in their mom's house. Like it was like a new form of exploitation. Either you did that or you became a YouTuber. Like if you were skateboarding, I had a bunch of skateboard videos. But yeah, there was yeah. like Alec and I have dug into Bam Bargera and his story on this podcast before. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're like, familiar. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that documentary was like an interesting middle ground. Of, you know what I mean? Like this stuff is basically useless unless you turn it into a compelling story, which I feel like that was like the vibe of mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Right on. Strong aesthetic also. They like I read a background thing on how hard it was to find like the right year of Cheetos to put in that movie and like wow. they went hard on like all the you know, I mean that mid nineties which we like grew up in and it's they do a good yeah. job capturing that. Yeah, and this is hey. why I made the comment about eighth grade not being my movie. Mid nineties was my movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You that makes I mean? so much like, sense I'm, now. Yeah. yeah. The social pressures yeah. to hey. like sitting outside of my house and trying to do a kickflip for days. Yeah. It was like like is my friends offering me weed and like me knowing they're going to offer me weed and like I don't want weed like that kind of conversation like mm-hmm. did it well yeah 
Dude, Corey, I bought a skateboard. I did not smoke weed, so there you go. <laughs> Wait, you got one recently, Alec? Yeah, I bought a skateboard a couple weeks Dude, ago. Dude, I've been considering it. Yeah. You gotta text me. Dude, yeah, I'll, I'll text you right now. You guys wanna... Okay, wanna Corey's been model? skateboarding a bunch. You the skateboard deck I just bought? It's, like, next to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it. Corey's been skateboarding all, all, all the time lately. It's been fun. fun. Yeah, me too. He pushes Calvin while he's on the skateboard. It's really cute. Oh, that's adorable. Dude, I got a bad injury skateboarding three weeks ago, though. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. That is so oh, appropriate dude. for you, Corey. It says NASA on it. Corey's a physics teacher, and his and deck it's has shiny. Uh, it's space so shiny. on it. What has all like the patches from the different flights? It's going up in my classroom if I ever get a classroom again. Yeah, space stickers. That's what that's I said. That's awesome. Heck, yeah. There's an astronaut. Ooh. And wow. guess what they sent Ooh. with it? They sent... Um, astronaut ice cream in the package sure with it. What? Wow. Awesome. Well, and so That's the company awesome. that makes the boards that I buy is called Habitat, and they're like yeah. kind of based out of Cincinnati. I bought this on their website, and I got it the next day. What? <laughs> That's incredible. They like, came shipped from it from like a few miles down the road, and I was like, wait, I could have just gone there. That's cool. Crazy. Dude, yeah, Corey, That's three cool. weeks ago, I tried to, I was at this shitty skate park in Amelia, Ohio. Where it was like there was broken oh. glass on the ground. <laughs> oh. It was basically gravel. And I tried to it's like 50, a tennis 50, court turned into this, a terrible <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I tried to 50-50 this little like uh rail they had there and just totally bailed and slammed on my thigh oh. and had like Ooh. a bad contusion for like three weeks. So did, mm -hmm. did anybody yell yard sale? <laughs> <laughs> no, why would they yell yard sale? You know, because you're all your clothes fell off, I assume. <laughs> right? Isn't that when you yell yard sale when you like eat it on the grass I've, I've never, and then like I've your never, clothes never fall heard off? that. This seems like something what? that you made up in a game with your friends. Y yard yard <laughs> sale. Maybe it's more of a skiing thing. I don't know. I don't ski either. But I thought that's the thing you say when someone wipes out, like like because you fell and like your clothes fell all over the yard. That's the that's just like the head cannon that I came up with. <laughs> I assumed like that was right because it made so much really. sense to me. I love that. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Write in oh, if you're familiar man. with the phrase yard sale and why it exists and what it means. I'm going to start using that, though. Yeah. Yard sale. Okay. That also I mean, kind of feels like a 90s. It feels like yeah, a 90s bully thing, like a 90s to thing. Say. thing. You know, yard sale. <laughs> yard yeah, sale. Dude, Lucas here. Hedges would yell that. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a secret trick somebody does on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. A yard sale. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dude, we've had this conversation sale. before. Corey, please, please, this will be an episode or something at some point, but Corey, what's your favorite Tony Hawk trick? Or I guess actual skateboarding trick because you actually <laughs> skateboard? My favorite actual skateboarding trick? Uh, or Tony Hawk. Front, my favorite Tony Hawk trick is when you go in the air and you do 360s and your board isn't attached to you for like forever. <laughs> I think it's just hilarious. Um, but uh, the the front side heel flip is my favorite skateboarding. That's trick. your bread and butter. All right. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Lucas Hedges is so good in that movie and in most movies. He's so good. That's the end of yeah. his commentary. All right. Uh, mm -hmm. Is it my turn? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, so we hit a couple of the single location movies with Room and Green Room earlier, but the best A24 single-ish location movie is Lock. Hmm. Nice. Ooh, yeah. Yes, you, that you, is have good. Have you guys seen the Lock? Car. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, the Larsons, you've seen it. Alec, have mm -hmm. you not seen mm -hmm. it? I have not seen it. All right. Have well, you ever seen Tom Hardy talking? 
It's just that. <laughs> it's just that. But it's so good. Sorry. We can sell, we'll sell you on it more than that, though. It's 85 minutes of Tom Hardy in a car. It's one no, actor it's, in one spot. It's like Venom, but without a costume. <laughs> Tom Hardy it's better than Venom. No, yeah, and uh, it's, you know, you can watch, that's a bite-sized movie. You can watch that so easily. One actor, but a great voice cast of, like, uh, Tom Holland, Andrew Scott, Olivia Coleman, uh, who I didn't remember that name, but you'd recognize her. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing was recorded twice a night for eight days. How unique and wow. cool is that? Jeez. They just That's cool. Eight days in a row, they just did the whole movie twice in a row, and they were doing the calls live. It's just Tom Hardy on the phone, and it's like... It's like uncut wow. gems, but if Adam Sandler stayed in a BMW the whole time yep. and like mm-hmm. watched his life fall which apart while he solves problems, yeah. it's uh you get you get to learn a lot about concrete, which is awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just it's it's was so interesting and different to me, especially yeah. as someone who has been watching a ton of movies. Like I feel in the past couple of years, honestly, like that was it was so different to just see a guy in a car on a phone, but like make it compelling and like I'm I'm feeling the classic A24 on the edge of my seat tension and it's just a guy in a car Mm. um and and it's just like he's balancing it's a there's no poster into a t-shirt situation do you guys get that reference from the office the win win win. Uh, oh. to make the poster Yeah. So like he, there's a, there's gonna be a win lose lose lose, it feels like, and to watch him try to juggle that, but like he has this strange calmness, like I really like in the movie Drive and in the movie Brad or Ad Astra, how Brad calm Astra. like Brad, yeah, Brad how Astra, calm Brad Pitt perfect. is and how calm Ryan Gosling in those, like that is strange that like intriguing calmness. I feel like Tom Hardy has some of this in that, and I'm uh, I'm just yeah so interested in how what's going on in his life. Mm-hmm. So I like that movie. It's quick. You should look it up and watch it. Yeah, that is a good little movie. I kind of forgot that that was a twenty. Yeah, Tom Hardy always always delivers. The Drop is one of my favorite right? movies ever. So oh my god, The Drop. I haven't seen The Drop. I gotta look at yeah, you tell, again. Drop what Dude, you're doing. You gotta watch the drop. I, Tom Hardy watch is it tonight? so good. So, oh, and Michael, animals. There's the cutest yeah, pitbull so, in the world. So the drop in that is movie. like a super realistic John Wick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's a good I love gangster, John, John Wick. Such a good gangster movies. movie, though. There's a lot of like j- dog vengeance in the film that yes. is important. Very important. I'm gonna look this. Oh man, and I see a denim jacket. First screenshot. James Alec Gandolfini. That's like the last it's movie the last he made movie, before yeah. he died. Oh my god, it's seriously really, really good. Yeah. We watch it every Christmas. <laughs> Do watch it in December usually. You guys are sick freaks. No wonder you love A24 movies. Our son is just going to know the weirdest things by the time he's 10. Yeah. I love you and your son. He's too cute. Okay, but yeah, Locke. Any... Anything else to be said? I don't, know, I don't have film, that much. So. I, I yeah, it's short. We watched it a long time ago. I feel it like you know, what did it come out in 2015 mm-hmm. or so? I, I feel like we watched it right when it came out. Mm-hmm. I did like it. I I just don't remember that much about it honestly. But I do remember like it was a cool format, and I remember at the end of it thinking, wow, I actually wasn't bored of that, even though it all took place in a car. Ironically, <laughs> yeah, if you just put that into a podcast, like it would work. Yeah, it can be a part. It's like, it could be just audio. It says a lot yeah. about performances and like yeah. writing, because oh, like yeah. we could make that movie. Yeah, it's just like you know yeah, there there's some t- someone a lot of confidence in your script to like yeah do that movie. Also, how hard would that have been to like shoot? Oh my, oh my god, you'd just be like so sick of that scene. <laughs> I mean, it would have been easy yeah. to shoot, but just I guess yeah. 
how hard would it be to edit and just be like how the heck but it, yeah yeah it would be like i mean it's kind of nice to edit you know where they are like you got eight you have 16 versions of the same conversation to pull <laughs> yes, from i guess true. that's yeah. boring to go through but yeah, yeah good job tom hardy and the rest of the crew uh now we're here to the number ones Mm. Alex Klein, mm. what is your mm. favorite movie? It's got to be Hereditary if Midsummer yeah. was number two. To no right? surprise, it is Hereditary. Yes, <laughs> what it is. Yes. Oh, I, I thought really I was just bashing Midsummer. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. It is. It's Hereditary. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Cool. Uh, did we nail it, or do you have anything else you want to say about it? Yes. So I think Hereditary is so unique of a movie. Like Alec, you saying you didn't want to watch it again? I after we watched it in theaters, we watched it with our friends, Amanda Patton, shout out, and, you know, Mitch Klein, my brother, also our friend, shout out. <laughs> and we all stood in the parking lot for like 30 minutes and just talked about it. We couldn't stop talking about it. It was just like, what happened? What was this? What was that? What did that mean? And like, um, <laughs> um, all the like different levels of everything, um, so anyways, then curious. like two days later, Corey and I were at, we were somewhere and we were just talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. And I'm like, let's just drop what we're doing. I think we were out at dinner yeah. and we were like, let's just see when the next showing of Hereditary is. We got to go. We've got to, <laughs> like, I've got to watch this movie again. I've got to figure this out. Oh. And so anyways, it's one of the only movies that I've ever, I really don't go see movies twice in theaters. Obviously that is very financially irresponsible, but went <laughs> <laughs> oh, back. <laughs> Saw it in theaters I again, saw and then I four times in theaters. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Go on, treat amazing. yourself. So, anyways, um, yes, to me, this movie is like a really good, just truly like one of the true horror movies. I feel like that I've ever seen. It does a good job, like hitting on these things that one of my so one of my favorite scary movies mm -hmm. ever is Rosemary's Baby, and mm -hmm. I feel like it does a good job hitting on that same vibe of just like this thing is happening to your family can you stop it is it real is it real am i going crazy huh. is you know whatever there's all of these different and also the witch has that same sort of theme happening um where you like can't protect your own family sort of thing i didn't put hereditary yeah. on my list at all because i felt so strongly that it is like rightfully alex's movie oh thank you wow how sweet <laughs> Also, the the he way this movie it. is shot is insane. Like, the special effects in this movie, that's why I wanted to talk about it earlier when we were talking about First Reformed, but I refrained. But the special effects in this movie are crazy because they're mostly done in camera. So, like, that's why there's oh. so many special effects that are, like, I mean, Tony Collette crawling on the ceiling is not in camera, obviously, but they're done with just basic like camera tricks instead of like, there's no like CGI, you know? Um, mm. And there's, I mean, I'm sure there's some, but it's not a ton of CGI. And there's a lot of shots that are just like from, uh, if you know anything about videography, you're watching it. And like, there's a lot, of, there's like two different times where it turns from night to day. You know what I mean? Like there's like a still shot and then it just like night to day kind of switches. And I remember Corey and I both just looking at each other like, what oh. the heck? How did they do? Like That was somebody's entire day. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> you watch just, this camera. You make sure the wind doesn't change it. Exactly. I mean, it's just done so yeah. perfectly. And um, there's so much of that movie. I could just go on for like an hour, but I won't. Um, but it's just my favorite. Tony Collette's scream in that movie. Like oh. when she goes out mm -hmm. to the Haunted. car, mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. still like haunts me. Oh. And I think that that's 
when we watched this, I think that that's what it really was. I was like, that is the scariest thing I've ever seen in a movie. And it's not yeah. like a jump scare. You know, it's not like a normal scary movie scare, but it's just like, that's the scariest thing I can imagine happening to a person, you know, in their life. Oh, and, so. and you what a brilliant decision to not have the camera be on her for that moment, I you know, know, but to have it's it like in the house. You know, yeah. Cause it puts you in the sun's shoes of like, Oh my gosh, oh like my God. you know what's going to happen, you know, oh. like, Oh, so you experience both of their emotions during it, yeah. you know, which is wild. Yeah. And there are all these hidden things. Like, you know, you can look up a list of them and they're, you know, a list of like, things you didn't notice watching her but there are like a yeah. ton of cool like hidden little easter eggs how many of those videos have you film. made how many what? alex how, how many how many 10 <laughs> things you missed in hereditary videos have you made on i haven't made any but i could now can I, can I share my fan theory about the whole movie and it takes 30 seconds yes yeah. i can do it in five seconds <laughs> your call Go ahead, just i'm waiting for the right moment okay so basically <laughs> I think that the whole thing is a shared delusion between the, you know, like I said, and I think that this is evidenced by the fact that the only people that see members of the cult are members of the mother's hereditary line, her mom, her, and her children. Because like, even like her son sees like that, the the old woman or whatever, like the person, the person that yeah. was a member of the cult from when school. When he's in class. But like, yeah, but nobody in the class sees that person. And the, same, and the dad never sees that person. And so when, yeah, the revealing mm. moment is when she shows the dad the photo album and he looks at her seat and he says, there's, I'm calling the police. This has to end. And then sort of for no reason, he is then burned. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh. such a weird thing when the dad dies because there's like no real occasion. Like, if you put that book in there, you're going to die. And like, he puts the book in, right? He lights it on fire or whatever. And then he's, he's dead. But the indication uh -huh. is like he was sleeping on the couch and then she lit the son of a bitch on fire. So I think there's this like, there's this huh. element of the daughter was killed um, because the mom thought that the grandma was like selling, right? That's the idea that the cult needs a boy. Yeah. And the daughter is mm -hmm. in the way of it. Something and like that. And they wished that, so that's what they even say. Like the grandma had wished that she was a boy when she was born. Yes. Yeah. So I think there's an element of their trying, like they they collectively in this like haze of schizophrenia kill that girl. Uh. Anyways, there's a lot of ways you could go with it. That's why I, that's why this movie is my number one. Is it's that wild. anytime oh. I rewatch it, it yeah. it's, makes me think. It makes me sad. And yes. it's just wild. I'm not gonna be able to go to sleep tonight. I know. Dude. I know. Also, it's right so now. genuinely like scary. There are around. a lot of good jump scares. That last scene is Tony Collette crawling on the ceiling is terrifying. So it's it is like a good scary movie. Jump scare. Yeah. 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 Well, and the link okay. is that Paimon like is an actual like demon thing that you can look up mm -hmm. on like Wikipedia, <laughs> and it dates back to this like demonology work that was written by this Protestant theologian who wrote it as an appendix to a larger work about mental illness, and it was like one of the first books on mental illness. And what this like person was trying to argue was that all of these people who have these ideas about demon possessions really have mental illnesses. And that was kind of mm. like the, the birth of mental illness as like a thing. And, but it didn't matter to the people reading it. They're like, wait, what was that? Tell me more about that. What did he do? He likes gold coins. <laughs> oh no. I think this person might have a brain disease. Yeah. But what about that guy that likes gold coins? <laughs> Classic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good movie. All right, Alec, 
What do you like more than Hereditary? All right, coming in at the one spot for me is Moonlight. Oh, nice. good for you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why controversial? Oh, wow. Isolation, <laughs> masturbation, <No>. and we. <laughs> Similar themes. <laughs> but, um, but no, what I liked about Moonlight was that it, I feel like it's more of like a poem that it, it's the only movie i've ever seen mm. that feels like it's a poem you know mm-hmm. what i mean and that sounds kind of mm. douchey to say but, no. but like i don't know it was just like, i think it's beautiful and you should guess yourself yeah, but, no. yeah it's just like i it's like one of the more intimate films i've ever seen mm-hmm. um and uh I, i've just never seen that specific story told before so i thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting um, and it's got some dynamite performances. Like Mahershala Ali mm. is just like so mm-hmm. good. Like he's only in it for like 20 minutes. And like you like him so much that once he's gone, you feel like, you know, you've lost him too a bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Like, um, so that was really cool. And like, just like the emotional beats in it, I think are just so mm-hmm. just heart wrenching and gut wrenching and, and hard to watch in a lot of ways, you know, but like just so I think executed really well. Um, so that that's what puts Moonlight at, at number one for me. Have you seen Waves yet? Yeah, I haven't. It has no, a similar, you, it's like the sassy you sister watch flick it. to <laughs> Moonlight. They, sassy sister flick. You yeah. would really like what it. You would like it. Yeah. You think it has is better s- than Moonlight? No, uh, I like Moonlight better, but Waves is good. Waves has a really similar like tone i would say yeah yeah i buy that for sure and it mm-hmm. even has like the same post or the like i know I like there's it an does, iconic like scene looking at the ocean yeah. in each so of them in like in cinematography that's kind of like a big deal because pretty much like whiting for white people's skin is just like does not translate super well to like an african community like they're like skin tones mm-hmm. and yeah. so it like ends up in people not getting cast for like primary roles because not a lot of like it's hard cinematographers to know yeah. how to light scenes Interesting. with darker skin tones and that's why it's so cool how good the Blue cinematography red, is for moonlight and waves has the same thing where there's so many amazing like colors happening and then like it plays mm. off the skin tone so well it's so like beautiful it's like you know that it's yeah, you'd like a seminal, purposeful uh flick an example of this it would be blade starring wesley snipes how does this all come back to blade blade <laughs> walks so that snipes. moonlight could run you know blade. that's yeah. so true I like blade <laughs> 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 that's good oh, oh man. gosh but but yeah uh i liked him more in the green book but that's good <laughs> <laughs> oh any other moonlight thoughts see some of these like it's tough because they're like they are so powerful yeah but that that weight like weighs heavy on my heart so i'm not in a hurry to be like oh yeah top five movie i love this one that like was really sad yeah Yeah. and the way i was kind of thinking about it was top five best not necessarily my favorite although there is overlap but yeah absolutely it's complicated yeah yeah it's complex you know yeah, and I kind of always have leaned more toward the favorite and like things I can get excited about talking. Mm-hmm. With, but that's part of the ambiguity of our podcast format. Uh, Corey, would you please tell us your number one? Wouldst thou like to live deliciously? 
What was it? Oh, <laughs> coming to number one. Oh, oh, it's the, the wish. devil of itch. <laughs> gotcha. Wait, what's the what's the quote Black about living Black deliciously? What's that what's like, that to, like live? to live deliciously? <laughs> I'm gonna start whispering that in people's ears more. Wouldst thou like oh, to know man. the taste of butter? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was fun. But how cool would it have been if you got to see the goat saying it, not as a person whispering? <laughs> if actual Black Phillip whispered that. <laughs> Why I have a lot the goat of to say about. it. <laughs> yeah, why does it? That would have been the scariest thing they could have done. There's no way the they could have made it look cool. <laughs> no, oh, it would have looked like a mess. Oh, gosh. I'm just saying it was on a T form and they botched it. <laughs> Charlie browned it. So here's my story oh. about The Witch. I'm like okay. obsessed with it. We've, I wa- we watch it like once a year. Alex, we can't watch it now because we have a child. We can watch it. Yeah. But we didn't watch it <laughs> this watch past it? year. It's true. <laughs> so there's like there's a lot of subtlety to the film. Like um, all of the dialogue is um, like almost entirely lifted from trial documents from the Salem witch trials. Really? Did hear that? That is which awesome. is why they speak so weirdly. Like in the film. Yeah. Um, I think um, <laughs> that girl when she says "mess" is like. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, like uh, the prime, I don't know, the greatest thing a childish actor can do, uh, and and then also to like expose my Calvinistic roots. It is it is the most horrifying film for me because it mm-hmm. deals with damnation being outside of your control, and the fact that that like the scene where that kid thinks that he's possessed by a demon. Do you, you guys watch it, right? Like we've all yeah. watched this film. Yep. So the scene mm-hmm. where the kid like is possessed by the demon and then he comes to in the mm-hmm. middle is is taken from trial documents because in in these trials the people were allowed to testify spiritually. So they were allowed uh-huh. to say like I'm being possessed right now or I'm doing this. And so a lot of that dialogue was taken from like the emotive Even. response of a person who was trying to plead to a jury of his peers that he had been saved from his sins. Whoa. And that kid like i don't think i've been struck by an emotional moment from a child actor like that since home alone and macaulay culkin <laughs> slapping his face like there's just something so curious like my sweet savior coming from above like i had got such chills it's so good but then also like i don't know i think that like it's it's really hard for a movie to sort of like address the concept of like are you going to burn in hell like yeah. regardless of your you know philosophical or theological thoughts like just that simple question like you you personally for your actions will you be tortured endlessly for what you deserve you know what i mean like yeah how do you, what what oscar nominated film is ever going to like shape of water clearly not going to be a plot point right like <laughs> cuz it just it doesn't seems fit like into <laughs> go ahead it seems like you and i were were focused on the exact same things during this movie yeah well, you, you, you and just, I were thinking about the same stuff. When is, people tell me they don't like the witch, I I understand it. I think it's that they don't like care, they don't get this point or don't like care about it or don't understand it like that. Yeah. What's happening? Because I've I had a lot oh. of people be like, I do not like that movie. I did not get it. It was so long, you know, like whatever. And I think that yeah, if you're not understanding the undercurrent or like where it's coming from, then yeah, it's not that good of a movie. Right? Yeah, Corey, so, I was making a joke because I was thinking about the goat stuff and Corey was yes. having this uh, big like. Oh, I get what you know. Saying. Well, so this one time I like I I played a trailer of it in class because we were like done, 
five minutes early and it was almost Halloween and some kid was like, Mr. Larson, what's a scary movie you think I should watch? And I was like, oh. And I put the trailer <laughs> on for my class of like, I don't know, 12 kids. And the trailer ended and I was like, oh, this movie is just like so scary. And this like 16-year-old girl just very loudly says like, that movie sucks. <laughs> Like, what? She's like, I saw that movie. It is not scary. I was not scared. And I was like, I was just like so emotionally destroyed by this moment because this was also the same student who like maybe the third or fourth day of school when I said hi to them in the cafeteria because I was on lunch duty or whatever. And I walked by the table and I was like, hey, how are you guys doing? And this kid looked me in the eye and said, what's my name? <laughs> I was like, oh, um. I, you know, I, I really don't know. Um, I have like, I just have like a lot of students and I'm trying to learn all your names. She's like, that's what I thought. She was like, oh God. <laughs> Holy savage. That's like a line from eighth grade. The brutality of 17 year old girls must not be messed with. So my God, I mean, they're brutal. There is really something to like, I don't know, the, the teenage mind. It, Self-assuredness, confidence is like a running theme. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like with sort of like a really bitter edge to it. Like I'm so self-assured that I can post pictures of myself and eventually try and sell you essential oils and firmly believe that they are going to be the key to your salvation. Yeah. But this movie, this movie cuts at the heart. Like you have a child and it's gone. You don't know what happened to it, where it is. And you don't know for certain whether or not you are going to die in utter abandonment with nothing and no one. Yeah. You don't know if that child is going. Look, it's just like the most horrific thing. And the ever. ending of The Witch is so good. Like when he gets like yeah. killed by his own wood splitting, which is like the thing that he had been doing yeah. to kind of cope and stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I know. But she's got to take her clothes off, huh? You know, they got, they, they got to get naked in the end. It's one. Right? <laughs> so that's. <laughs> That's what why, if the that's goat the was, was the one that floated? Can you imagine if the goat was the floating thing instead of the girl? <laughs> so the reason why the I baby was stolen. Floating goat. Um, <laughs> that would be so much better. The floating goat would be a really good name for a bar, Michael, if you ever open a bar. The floating the goat. Floating goat. <laughs> All right. The, the, apparently the blood Black of a Phillip. male child, like baby, is supposed to be something in like this. That, like, like witches. Yeah, like they call it like witches flying ointment. Like that's how witches fly is they sacrifice baby boys. So yeah. that's why in the beginning of the movie, a baby boy is stolen. And at the end, they're all doing a ritual where they fly. And you see, here's the other thing. Old lady naked boobs. <laughs> Unsettling. This really brings Flying. in Midsummer and <laughs> they, they, stole, they stole half the cast from Game of Thrones for the witch, including well, there's, the there's, naked old lady. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. so many Easter eggs, like the raven eating at the, the nipple. Like, you know that weird scene where suddenly the mom the is just like breastfeeding yeah. a raven? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. See, that's good so that's weird the, animal stuff. The, Midsummer needed more of that. It did yeah. need more of that. Well, that's this thing called, have you ever heard like it's colder than a witch's tit? No. Is this also yeah. a thing? Yeah, so it's like a witch's tit is like a thing. It's like it's like a figure of speech, but like a witch's yeah, tit is like a literal thing where people who were suspected of being witches were suspected of having a third nipple, and they used what? that third nipple to nurse an animal who was their connection to the demonic world. Really, oh guys, I don't care about witches. I don't care about this stuff. But like, damn, y'all. The fact that there were some old ladies with like some warts 
in the freaking 1700s who like their lives <gasps> sucked so bad that they thought they yeah. were talking to Satan by potentially putting a squirrel on there. I don't know. I know. This stuff's real to me. Dude, Megan God. and I went to Salem. We were doing a Northeast trip and mm. it was in October. So we were like, dude, let's go to Salem. So oh, we went yeah. there and at, for the first half of our time in Salem, we were like, oh, dude, this is so cool. It's like spooky and like there's all this witch stuff and whatnot mm -hmm. until we got to the memorial for it. And we realized like what we should have probably realized from the get go was like, oh, dude, there were like 20, 17 year old girls who just got killed because the yeah. people thought they were witches, that you know, sad. like it's it's not just like this kind of funny spooky quirky thing like they legitimately were murdered you know when they were like 19 because people because thought they had a third hysteria yeah. that's right yeah. a24 <laughs> the hysteria oh. that hits well on that this movie yeah. like captures that so well where like you know all the kids just start like kind of going crazy and then the mom's like are they going you know it's just like it hits them yeah yeah Ugh. Well, the witch. I got a great. All right, Michael, what's your pivot for us? <laughs> yes, please. Speaking of seventeen-year-old girls, please pivot hard. Yeah. Uh, so we, my number one is Lady Bird. Hey. We've already talked nice. about it plenty. Greta, nice. Greta Gerwig flick. You know, this your way of telling us you're going to New York. It's got half the cast of Little Women, which has become one of my favorite movies. Uh, she just really does inject this special amount mm -hmm. of life into her ensembles and it's it's a lot of fun and it's got some weird and awkward dialogue but like yeah it's it's a beautiful movie mm -hmm. i could watch that mm -hmm. i will watch that a thousand more times in my life than i will watch the witch it is the <laughs> opposite vibe what is your most memorable and that's, like scene from that movie yeah what's your favorite part of Lady from ladybird yeah mm -hmm. Dave, Dave Matthews scene, I said, is my favorite. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. right. you said that. Listening yeah, yeah, yeah. to Crash after Crash. seeing Lucas Hedges in the bathroom. I thought it would so have been the, the wafers when they're eating the like communion wafers oh, together yeah, on the floor. So oh, that's yeah. good. I thought of you yeah, when I saw that I, scene. I don't know why. <laughs> I love uh, communion wafers. Like, they taste so good. Yeah. <laughs> my dad always talks. My dad was like an altar boy when he was, you know, growing up and stuff. And he always talks about they would pocket a bunch of wafers and like eat them because it was like such a long day, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've watched like six other <laughs> movies with greta gerwig involved where it's like a kid from sacramento that, that moves to new york yeah. now so like francis ha's good mistress yeah, america yeah. is good yeah. uh 20th century woman i guess that's not the same story but that was one of the ones that was almost my number five it has a speaking of vibe. which yeah we can we can throw out some honorable mentions before we get mm. to the business of Ooh, agreeing on a master honorable list. Honorable mention that none of us talked about, but that has a very similar ladybird quality is spectacular now. Have you guys seen that? Oh, yeah. I, I have seen know that. about it. I haven't seen it. Oh, so I, good. I thought it was solid. I thought it was like levels below ladybird and even like the perks of being yeah. a wallflower, which we talked about yeah, earlier. Yeah. But it's but it does a good job capturing, flick. you know, that high school, like a realistic high school experience. I felt like was, it was good. Yeah, what I said earlier. about an isolated teenager struggling with alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> yes but no yeah alex you're right it, it's it throws some realism into the romance and keeps you grounded so you can watch these characters bleed a little list? bit like you did mm. you see this list of my favorite a24 movies it's so many the deliberation oh, I saw florida project i saw florida projects with army man oh florida project so good we should talk mm -hmm. about that for a second um, what I mean, okay, so this might be controversial. I didn't like the lobster. What do you guys, how do you feel? I about didn't the like lobster? the lobster. 
Yeah. I thought it was good. I liked the lobster. I liked the right. lobster, I too, it was coming like, in for I appreciated Yorgos it being different. Lothamus, and the scene like, with the toaster. What? The scene with the toaster with uh, John C. Riley, yes. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I just they they went for it. They committed to the weird. Oh, I, I thought sure. that was a good one. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't in my my like number five where I said I had six written were Green Room, Twentieth yeah. Century Woman, First Reformed, Eighth Grade, Good Time, and Ghost Story. I'm surprised I, I didn't come up. I love Ghost Story. I know. I, yeah. yeah, that was close to me. So good. Going in blind, I thought it was a horror movie, and then I was mm. like, oh, it's not. But then it was the movie that like haunted me the most yes. since. Just like yes. thinking about it, like I had struggled going to sleep. I don't know. That's that's why I would the never aspect, like, recommend that to someone without a little bit of like yeah. disclaimer. It's it's not like a Ooh, fun flick last, to watch with the fam. Last Black Man in San Francisco. Michael, you mentioned mentioned that already, but that it's, movie that is a beautiful film. The visual spectacle, great mm-hmm. performances, cool skateboarding. Yeah, very. Cool. Does anyone feel like <laughs> Manchester by the Sea should be an A to A twenty four film? I know. Yeah, yeah. There are no. a couple of them. I, I thought. Uh, <laughs> I thought the Jordan Peele movies might be A24. This mm. would yeah, be a good out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This would be a good I separate mean, list. Out. Movies that you could convince someone were A24 if they didn't have the internet in front of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, How did we not talk about... Oh, well, I guess we did. Swiss Army Man, we talked about for a second. But, yeah. Also, oh my God. Man- Manchester Orchestra did the um, soundtrack to that movie. And yeah. again, Daniel Radcliffe's best role. <laughs> Dan Cliff. Nah, dude. I mean, how do you bring life to a character that's dead? He does do it well. Yeah, well, the movie is to be such fair, a good I haven't buddy, seen Swiss Army Man movie. yet, so I will watch that after I watch the drop. Oh yeah. If I can give oh, my yeah. my honorable mentions, my honorable mentions are Room, yes. Ex Machina, yeah. mm-hmm. and The Disaster Artist. Oh, oh The Disaster yeah. Artist is so good. Oh God. Oh yeah. Corey, yeah. Corey looks like <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> I feel like they, um, those guys like Franco and everybody made that weird movie about uh, Korea. The interview, yeah, the interview, yeah. which is yeah, hilarious. And like, it was hilarious, but like it didn't fly. And they were like, "How can we make a movie that's more real and more cringeworthy?" And they're like, "I got mm-hmm. it." The disaster. Tommy Wiseau was really <laughs> good. Tommy it did a good job, though. Touching on what Corey had said about the mid nineties thing, being like a sweet movie about like, don't you just want to make stuff? Like, I don't, that it did a good job, <laughs> like not you know making fun of him. I felt like, but actually kind of like showing like. He had a passion and he made his thing. You know? There's this bar in town now that's called the High Mark, and every time I see it, yes. I go, "Oh, hi, Ma!" <laughs> yeah, oh, they've got a great bond. Me, my uh, neighbor Ian Hermans used to work there. Eric really? Hermans' little brother. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, cool. I like that place. It's cool. Um, also, I watched for- First Cow recently and liked it yeah. more than I expected. Uh. I haven't seen that yet. That's the first. That's only like 2020 movie of theirs, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm into animal it's like stuff, the most so recent. I had to chase that one. <laughs> Made for you, Michael. If Actually, you're into honestly, animal stuff, uh, then uh, the death of Dick Long uh, is going to uh, be for you. <laughs> oh, how what? have we not oh. talked about this? I can't wrap my head around this movie because we I've always tried to watch it during the time that the movie is about. We've never like actually been like, this is the wrong movie for this moment. Spring Breakers. Oh, Spring Breakers oh, is an A24 movie. I started that I like, stuff. It's I didn't make film. it five minutes. I've never watched it all the way it's, through yet. Yeah. It's just, yeah. is it, it like, it's almost does like, it actually? I feel like in some ways it's legendary. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, like it just has this reputation that is like almost larger than life, you know? Yeah. Like crime drama noir or something. Well, but does, like, so it does Disney have a plot. Like I was deterred it, yeah. by the 
the visuals <laughs> at the start, but like <laughs> yes. a plot develops yeah, at some point. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, it does. I, I probably, I've watched it. You, you watched, watched it. it. No, we tried to watch it on spring break once. I've seen it. Like, it's good. I mean, movie. overall, and honestly, it's pretty good. <laughs> and it does develop a plot. Yes, it's not like just a, yeah. But it is hard not to just get a past, Girls Gone Wild you know, commercial. The montage of Girls, Girls Gone, Gone Wild in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Girls Gone Wild. Wait, are you guys quoting the song that Michael Scott listens to? Yeah. The, that's the best. That's such a good episode. Calvin uh, has this, been drifting in and out. Calvin has this okay. book right now that is like, it's so funny. It's like, where is baby's feet? And then it's like under his shoe or behind his shoes, you know, whatever. And then it's like, where is baby's belly button? And it's a girl. And it goes behind her shirt. And then we always are like, girls gone wild. It's, so, it's such a weird choice for a baby lift up the little girl's shirt <laughs> it's crazy oh. i don't like it <laughs> you guys are good parents oh, all right well all right all guys right. yeah i, I really through. feel like we're all winners here just because i learned so much from it's you true. and had fun talking about movies i liked but if we had to rank these uh how, how might we go about doing that i feel like which has i to definitely be think lady Witch and Ladybird have to be like than me. number up there. one spot. Witch, yeah. No, it's Witch doesn't have guess to be it was number, number one. I don't think Witch has to be number one, but it has to be in there. And Ladybird, I feel like, should be in there too, because that was so many, you know. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. ironically, the Witch is like number one for a Protestant man, and Ladybird is number one for a Catholic woman. <laughs> <laughs> <Dang it. laughs> I'm well, yeah. I'm just being like of the ones on all of all of our lists. Besides, well, I guess the light summer, the lighthouse, and midsummer are my two I like the least. But the witch is the one that I like third least of all of these. <laughs> if that says anything, <laughs> is there like like is there a movie that we all like are passionate about liking that would be a better number? I one? can't believe we or all have such different witch? lists. Hmm. Do the Larisons like Lady Bird? I love Lady Bird. It was almost like up on my list. It's just that. It's hard with A24 because, like, the horror movies stand out to me so much, and so then it's hard to fit in. Yeah, anyways. When, like, Lady Bird made yeah. me, like, feel good about being um, just a small woman in a big city. <laughs> <laughs> Same, Corey. Uh, like, the witch hereditary. Like, think about my life. I do love Lady Bird. I really do. Yeah. I I would definitely throw that on the list. Like, maybe at, like, two or three. Yeah, I would not be, yeah. be offended. The thing that. about the witch is I very rarely suggest that somebody actually watch it. Yeah, it's like, true. I don't. I don't suggest. Yeah. I learned my lesson with that teenage girl. <laughs> now, if I put up Lady Bird, she'd probably have been like, "That was a good movie." <laughs> Hearing you talk about it makes me appreciate it more. But like, I think Hereditary. I'd rather have that at number one. Mm-hmm. That was such I'm a more powerful that. movie to mm-hmm. me. And that's another one that we all seemed to like and showed up. It was just off my list. Yeah, I'd be comfortable with Hereditary at number one, even though I do think The Witch. Should have the crown. You know Be what? Willing to concede. I yeah. Okay, let's do it. We'll put the witch up there. We'll put. Can okay. you give me Lady Bird at number two if we do witch at number one? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. This is how it works. Fantastic. It works. Compromise. <laughs> Mike, you did Michael, the your... WW witch again. Michael, <laughs> you have more things on here the, that like none of one, us have. The goat yeah. floats. <laughs> That's the slogan. The, the WW Witch Michael, your list, tagline. Your list is like movies I'm likely cut. to rewatch soon. I know, Michael. Your list is the like most rewatchable A24. I feel, or the ones that I've seen. The most, yeah, that I rewatch. My list is like waiting well, yeah, for the next midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, that's like part of my th- like you know, 
I, yeah. I want to watch Lady Bird like twice a week. Yeah. Right? Yes, yeah. me too. And Locke is 85 Locke. cool minutes. Like, I could uh -huh. eat that yeah, yeah. every yeah. week too. It's a little snack. Um, <laughs> yeah, guys, concrete though. Concrete's awesome. There's not enough concrete on this list. Locke number three. What about hereditary mm. number three? I know. Yeah, yeah what yeah. about I'm hereditary? Being, I'm being dumb. You're right. Hereditary. What about okay. we all seem to like uh, eighth grade, even though it didn't hit on any of our list. Does that make any five? We all liked which one? Eighth grade. I mean, it, I'm the only one that had it on my list, but I feel like when we said it, we were all. Very mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eighth grade's good. Is that a number eight? Or what about um, Uncut Gems? I, I am I thought I would have Uncut Gems low. Yeah. I'm surprised Alec and I just had that at four. I, I would feel like have that, that is like the yeah. most popular A24 movie because it's so good. Uncut Gems is good. I would not be offended if that was high on, or you know, anywhere on the list. Mm -hmm. I love Same. that. Same. Well, the, the goal mm -hmm. is to offend you. Okay, Ex Machina though. Like, is there a better that's robot true. movie? That's true. That's well, that's Machina. like a horror movie that you don't expect to be horror. I know. You know? Yeah, you, if Locke was actually the plot of Ex Machina, but like it was maybe Ex Machina should be our three, and then, well, I don't know. We all talked about Hereditary a lot though. That's true. We did. Ex Machina is so good though too. But X well, Machina yeah, speaks for itself. Know. I feel like it doesn't matter if we talk about it. it like everyone loves it. Yeah, it's true. I've never Which met anyone so that watched it and was like, "Oh, I, I feel know, like it should be unbelievable." Yeah, uh, I just don't think I can tell you on lock. I, I think X <laughs> Machina is like iconic enough. Like that's like a twenty four hipsters loved it, but oh, I feel yeah. like that was mainstream. I saw that Normal when it came people. out yeah. in a time when I only saw Marvel movies. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's and that's why a Marvel movie. Put X Machina on there for sure. I love that <laughs> yeah. movie. I'd go with Ex Machina. I'd be comfortable with it. Yeah. All right. We and like Uncut it, Gems, but... too. Obviously, Do I don't want... think mid-90s should be on this list, but is there a reason why literally no one else liked it? <laughs> I liked None it a lot. I skateboarders yeah. in the mid-90s. Mi yeah, but weren't you I think mid-90s is great. I was terrified, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it was awesome, Corey. I just liked some other ones more, which I'm surprised at how, like, there hasn't been a movie that I've been like really dissatisfied. I guess we kind of talked about my user error with the lighthouse, but A twenty four they make some good stuff. They do. What about uh, Midsummer? The is bad. You I want said that on record. It's a Midsummer. bad movie. <laughs> 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 Isolation, <laughs> masturbation, alcoholism. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that Uncut Gems uh, should be on our list because that was almost on my list. It was on Alex's list. Michael. It was on Michael's list. Corey, you loved it. We went and saw it. I loved Midsummer, yeah. No, no. Oh, my God. No, Corey. Uncut Gems. Wake up, man. Uncut Gems, uh, yeah. I felt like, didn't need my support. Like, it was like, you know what, Adam Sandler, you <laughs> yeah. did it, man. You oh, made man. a full comeback. He was so good at I hope someone movie. shoots you no. in the face. That <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Corey making his list was like, oh, yeah, Uncut Gems. And he's yeah. like, that doesn't need my support. I'll put Good Time yeah. on there because, like, that does need my support. I did really good just time with Uncut Gems. I've, I've been suggesting I like we good watch time. it. It's hard to watch. Yeah. Like... <laughs> It's sad yeah. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. many of these are sad. Uh, but Uncut also, Gems, we have rewatched. Yeah. If we have an Oscar to give out, I'll I'll give it to uh, what's his face from First Reformed, Ethan Hawke. Um, Ethan, Ethan Hawke. Hawk. Yeah. Oh, so First good. I, I almost is, said Alan really Wake, good. which is a video game character. I like this name. list though. I like this list a lot. Like I, I support yes. this a lot. So this yeah. looks good. The number one is like I did not expect that at all. Uh, but I'm I'm down. You've convinced me that there's a lot there, and it's cool to see that Corey's into some really effed up shit uh, <laughs> with his free time. And we yeah. texted so about we're, the. We're all good I to mean, lock this in. I can read it off. Let's lock it in. Black Philip, black Philip. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah, we should have Black Phillip come on, hire, a, get a, get the CGI budget for a goat to read this off, <laughs> like a video clip. All right, ladies and gentlemen, your master list for A24 films at number five, Uncut Gems. At number four, Ex Machina. Number three, Hereditary. Number two, Ladybird. And number one, The Witch. Which ironically, this the is Bubba. the opposite of box office totals, I would dare say. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you're right. <laughs> I feel like Lady Bird did get. Oh, yeah. but X Mighty Bird probably, probably beat probably it. it. Uh, Uncut but Gems thank, thank you so like, much. Uncut Gems was A24's like peak. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, we brought Adam yeah, Sandler which back one was? from the dead for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Their crown jewel. I'm, and then we will. shot him in the face. Pun intended. We didn't talk like about like a... the surprising ending of Uncut Gems. It was like I was I was not expecting. Neither was I. But then once it happened, yes. you were like, what else could have yeah. happened? You know? It was relieving, truly. Yes. So when it Alex and I saw this yes. movie, there was some guy, like, oh, it was yes. like another couple sitting next to us, like down the aisle from where we were, you know, like a gap of six unused seats. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the movie, I leaned forward and I and like my hands were in my face and I look over and the guy was also leaning forward and we like met eyes and we looked at each other and we're just like oh. and then at the end of the movie like when when he got shot I just seriously was like oh thank god and I look over at the guy and he nodded at me like we were like exchanged like oh yeah oh good oh good also can I say that Uncut Gems was the first movie Corey and I went out on like so we had never really left Calvin by himself or you know not by himself oh my god with my mom or with anybody we left Calvin at home took the baby monitor no but we left it with my mom it was like our first like date out was to go see this stressful ass movie like what were we thinking when we came back we were just like oh my god (laughs) i need a relaxation moment from that film that's awesome seriously though uh you know and people will tell you that 1917 was the uncut gem of 2019 but oh yeah we know okay uh so thanks for listening everybody uh this is a long one we'll be right back with a game And we're back with our game. Let me just pull up the right Chrome tab. This is the uh, back of the box, back of the Blu-ray trivia A24 edition, uh, in which case I will start reading the text from the back of a Blu-ray box. And you guys, uh, when you think you know what movie it is, I will redact certain essential information. You buzz in by saying your name, and you will be awarded a point if you... Get it correct. <gasps> okay. um, but the theme here is that it's A24. Not that there are A24 movies, but they all have some form of an A, a 2, or a 4 in these titles, as you will see as you uh, as we get going. Um, but let me start it off. So buzz in. You say your name. That's how you buzz in. All right. Uh, blank visits 1969 Los Angeles, where everything is changing, as TV star Blank... And his longtime stunt double, Blank, make their Alec way Corey. around it. I heard Alec first. We're going to go Alec. Uh, once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Alec gets one point for Once Upon a Time in nice. Hollywood. There you go on the board. Uh, 
All right. <laughs> the blank has broken, but the quest to destroy the blank continues. Got it. Blank, Corey? No, I don't. You gotta say your name. Lord, oh. Corey, Lord of uh, Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Lord I'm sorry, of that Rings? Incorrect. Middle Earth is broken. But bl blank and blank must but blank and blank must entrust their lives to blank if they are to find their way to blank. Is As this blank's Lord of army, <laughs> it's not. It's not what you said. As blank's army approaches, the surviving members of the blank, along with people and creatures from <laughs> blank Earth, prepare for battle. The <laughs> war of the blank has begun. Is it some sort of Lord of the Rings, like a t you know, like and then? Colin, this isn't a Q&A. You buzz in, you give me a title, <laughs> I give you a yay yeah. or nay. The two, uh, Alec. The Two Towers. God damn it. Yes, this is Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Ah. There we go. Alec has two. Um, all right. Uh, throw back. <laughs> Next one here. In action comedy blank, blank and blank are more than ready to leave their adolescent problems behind, joining the police force and the secret blank unit. They use their youthful appearances to go Ooh, undercover Alex. in a local... 20... Wait, is it me? I think I heard Alex Larison. Alex did it first. 21 Jump Street? That is... It could have been two, but that is one. Okay, Alex That's Larison's what I was, on the board. For some reason, I was going to say 21. 21 Jump Street. <laughs> okay. Um, in this charming, critically acclaimed tale of rumors and reputation, an average high school student sees her below-the-radar existence turn around overnight once she decides Alec. to use this... Alec. Easy A. Easy A. He's nice. on fire, number oh, three. Oh, that is good, There Alec. you go. Wow. I'm wow. impressed. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to read the quote at this top of this one. A terrific adventure for the whole family. <laughs> Brace yourself for nonstop action and super-powered fun in this fantastically entertaining smash hit. Blank and... Blank are about to be married when a mysterious alien, the blank, crashes the proceedings and heralds Earth's impending doom. With time what? running out, the blank reluctantly team up with the nefarious Dr. Blank in a thrilling effort to save our planet. Okay, I do not know what movie this is, but I must watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you you a don't. A two, a four, or an A. <laughs> Need more. All right. This well, is Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. What? <gasps> yes. Uh, Doctor okay. Doom. The four. I forgot about the four. Interesting. All right. Slightly trickier. We just do uh, a few more. Uh, raised on hip hop and foster care, defiant city kid Ricky gets a fresh start in the New Zealand countryside. Oh. Um, he quickly finds himself. Alec. Tale of the Wilder People or Hunt for the Wilder People. There you go. Hunt for nice. the wilder people. The I thought this was going to be White Boy Rick. Got... You thought it was going to be what? White Boy Rick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Ricky, I'm uh... a of hip hop. <laughs> Academy Award winner Blank and Blank stars a young couple who, after being separated by loss, discover an eternal connection and love that is infinite, an unforgettable meditation on love and grief. Blank emerges ecstatic and surreal, wholly unique experience that that lingers long after the credits roll. 
and it's not the witch. <laughs> what idea? It sounds nah. like Tree of Life. Or M- mysterious and co- oh, lovely, mysterious and cosmic, says the New York Times. Cosmic. Uh, tagline is it's all about time. What is it? No guesses. This is a ghost story. Oh. oh. Interesting. Yeah. It, Very it meta of us. What a weird okay. <laughs> it is uh, cosmic. All right. The New York Times was right. <laughs> <laughs> Striking, chilling, haunting. Director Blank's groundbreaking take on blank horror has been hailed as the most frightening film since The Exorcist, <gasps> when a deadly rage virus transforms the world around them into a seemingly desolate wasteland. A handful of determined survivors attempt to salvage a future unaware that the worst is yet to come what was that last part that director was danny boyle that i oh uh, alec alec (laughs) 28 days later alec bullock 28 days later i think that puts you in the the line that means you can't be caught it was a valiant effort larison's but this guy's a pro he's a ringer he is off the floor i don't think i understand (laughs) on the last episode With Will and Joey, it was so sad. Will admitted he's never won a game, which oh, I no. feel so bad about. <laughs> but Will. Alec is uh, a pro. Uh, we loved having you so much, Larisons. Thank you for teaching us about witchcraft and the devil. Alec, you have won the rights <laughs> to close this podcast in any manner, manner you see fit. Oh, yes. Take us out. I think the real takeaway from this one is that the leading trouble in our world are the three triplet terrors of <laughs> isolation, masturbation, alcoholism. So just be, be have an awareness this week, if you will. And call someone, talk to someone. Yeah, talk to someone. <laughs> Don't listen to this podcast. We love you. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Amazing. Thanks. Bye. from there next week it's my mom's birthday nice oh your mom happy birthday thanks i'll tell her <laughs> oh hey mom hello and yeah. then i'm sorry for talking about masturbation yeah, though not graphically not <laughs>